Oh, it's Friday night. There's so much going on. Uh, Jim Jordan was stabbed in the back in a secret ballot. They voted him out. So uh, a lot of interesting things happening. There's still no Speaker of the House. We'll see what happens there. Joe Biden cashed a $200,000 check from his brother, which directly links him to the shady business dealings of his family. Oh, yeah. We, well, he said he wasn't involved or any of that. But now we have what appears to be or what uh, m- many people are alleging is money laundering. Marjorie Taylor Greene herself actually says that this is uh, money that was laundered. And in very big news, ladies and gentlemen, Fox News has filed a copyright strike against us. Now, here's what you need to understand. When someone infringes your copyright and you file a claim against them, you get two options, a takedown or a strike. You can go and say, I want this removed. It violates our copyright. Or you can say, I want them to receive a hard strike for for stealing my content. Fox gave us a hard strike, I believe. And they've also done this to David Pakman a couple weeks ago, two weeks ago. Now, David Pakman had his video uh, hit by a copyright strike. I believe this is an, a, an egregious abuse of the system. I believe that what we did was absolutely fair use in any logical respect. And the idea that Fox News thinks that they should have a monopoly on a pres- on people trying to be the president, more importantly, our fact checking and commenting on what these individuals are saying in real time, they're arguing no one should be allowed to do that. Fox News crossed the line. Now, With this strike, there is no immediate impact to our channel. Everything's fine. However, they're basically threatening us. If we do this again, if we dare try to fact check any of the Republican candidates, the second strike has serious implications and would shut this show down on YouTube for three months. So we'll talk more about that. But this is this is a major development, which I believe is is, is potential uh, has a potential to go to the Supreme Court. We'll talk all about that. Because that's probably going to be a, 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 this is a huge story uh, as we enter 2024. This is going to be a, have a massive impact on how special interests can manipulate the election by selectively choosing who can and can't comment on and fact check presidential debates. We'll get into all that. Before we get started, my friends, head over to Kine, uh, Kineo Wood. Sorry, I pronounced it wrong. KineoWood.com. One of our members has this excellent wood company, whatever you want to call it, custom wood designs. They got charcuterie boards, really, really cool. Custom furniture that you can call in and commission. Look how beautiful these hard maple end grain butcher block is. If you want to support our members, then go to kineowood.com. The link is in the description below and shout out to all our members. Uh, Every Friday, we're shouting out our members who help make the show possible. So if you have a company and you're a member, sign up at timcast.com, join the discord, and we're going to shout you out because, uh, well, this, these individuals here at Kineo Wood, they're already helping support the show. So here's your shout out. Guys, if you want custom orders, get them in now for Christmas. You've got about a month. And uh, again, KineoWood.com, we're, we're big fans. Thank you so much for being members. Head over to TimCast.com, click join us, become a member. And we shout out our members periodically for, uh, uh, you know, if you have a project you're working on. And as a member, you get access to our uncensored members only shows Monday through Thursday, as well as our Discord app where you can... Sign up, hang out with like-minded individuals. There's pre-shows, there's after-shows, there's weekend shows, and you can submit questions and call into the Uncensored Members Only Show. And as members, we periodically shout out our members. So if uh, if you want to be a member, then uh, support our work directly at TimCast.com. Smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends. Joining us tonight to talk about this and a whole lot more is Lauren Witzke. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor. 
Who are you? What do you do? Oh, well, my name is Lauren Witzke. I am currently the executive producer for the Stu Peters Network. I was the Republican nominee for United States Senate back in 2020, and I'm the producer behind the movie Died Suddenly and Watch the Water. Right on. Thanks for hanging out. Should be fun. We got Carter Banks hanging out. What's up, guys? That's it. He's Hang a music out. producer here at TimCast.com. <laughs> music producer here at TimCast. Um, Doing stuff with Trash so, House. So the the Carter is is popping in on Fridays because of our top secret music project. Uh, no, because we actually I don't know if we don't we don't have a camera set up for that right now, do we? we got a, a couple actually. But I mean, is it on? Is it? Yeah, they're set ready up? to can go. You, you, We're rolling. Can you can you switch to it? Do you want me to do it now? Yes. There you go. Right. Get, so we're actually. Oh right wow, here. that looks amazing. You got three going, ready Woo. to go. Yeah, we're yeah. actually we've had this like music setup for a long time. We've never set it up, but now the plan is Fridays we're actually going to start having. Uh, music yeah, be pretty sweet look at that musical guests and along. uh yep so we're gonna have a uh, music friday nights we, we did this a while ago and it was it was more just like we would just jam on acoustic but now the idea is when we can if we can we will have musical guests yeah, so we're sweet. hoping that friday we'll get there's, there's a lot of really awesome you know popular prominent musicians who are starting to get very political and so we're looking forward to having them come and hang out with us. Obviously, Phil Labonte is on the show. He's currently out of town working on his uh, his new album, I believe. But uh, we're hoping to have you know him and whoever else come and, and play some songs for us. And it's going to be really awesome. So, yeah, we got uh, Libby hanging out. Hey, I'm back. I'm Libby Emmons with the Post Millennial and Human Events, filling in for Ian yet again, who is... Ian's on vacation. Who is on vacation. Lucky dog. He, well, what happened was he messaged me saying that he's doing... Um, what is that? What is that training they're doing where they like run through the woods with guns or something? That sounds kind of fun. Yeah, tactical. No, he's doing some kind of like tactical training with Luke, and so he hits me up and he's like, "This is amazing!" And he's at the gym with Luke. And yeah, Luke's I saw that. <laughs> and I'm like, Ian started working out and he's turning into a conserver, bro. That's amazing. Yeah. He's praying to Jesus. He's doing gun training. He's, he's exercising. Not, he's praying to Jesus. He said that on the show that he prayed to Jesus for the first time. That's true. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did. Good for him. So been working out can it, make too. you Christian. That's it, great working news. Working out makes you conservative. I love it. Well, so while he's out of town on his, you know, uh, spiritual quest, Libby's here. We here got Serge pressing the buttons. Yeah, I am here. I'm excited to do this music stuff too. It'll be fun, man. Uh, yeah, that's just, very cool. Uh, let's just jump yeah. into it. I'm also covering for Kellen on Fridays now. So, all right, here we go. Yeah. From the post millennial, Joe Biden cashed two hundred thousand dollar check from brother James business deal. House investigators reveal. Now, the check says loan repayment, which is funny. Because how do you track the record of when was a loan given? Was it even a loan? So there's a lot to break down before we even read any of this. I'll just say very simply, what this shows is this check, you know, it can be completely on the level. Maybe maybe Joe just gave his brother a loan, right? That's all it was. Say, okay, here, here, brother, here's money for you. It shows that Joe is directly involved in the finances and the business dealings that his brother's engaged in. This is his brother going, James going to Joe and saying, I need a loan for insert project mm -hmm. and joe saying you got it which makes joe the financier of these things that is the best case scenario for joe mm -hmm. that all he did is help finance his brother's business dealings or something a component of what his brother's involved in you can make the argument oh maybe it's personal no i i, I don't accept that because when donald trump was doing tried to get the g7 at trump doral arguing that he would do it at cost with no profit everyone on the left and even me we, we all said, no, it's still a direct payment which benefits Trump's companies. This right here is still a direct payment benefiting his brother who is engaged in these shady business dealings. It, I think at the, at the bare minimum shows his brother's involved. Now, the worst case scenario, of course, is Joe's getting paid off. 
Now, now, when you look at the hard evidence and you can see 10% for the big guy and all that, I think it is clear now you connect the dots. This is circumstantial evidence that when they said 10% for the big guy, when they were talking about paying Joe Biden a loan repayment, could this be what Hunter was talking about when he said his dad takes half his salary? Could this be the fee paid to Joe a loan for his name? Now, what actually is pointed out in the article is that the reason. So what happens is AmeriCorps gives James Biden a loan. James then that day writes mm-hmm. a $200,000 check to Joe, which looks like money laundering. Yeah. And it yeah. says, it says <laughs> it loan really repayment does. on the check, which is um, there's no way to know as yet if Biden had actually given his brother a loan. So Comer, right. James Comer wants to know whether Biden has the documents to prove that he had lent $200,000 to his brother. Um, whether he had similar arrangements with other family members. And Marjorie Taylor Greene said exactly what you said, Carter, that it's a classic example of money laundering. I mean, yeah, I didn't want to overstep with that, but it looks exactly like that. Well, if, if, and, and it's so, it's so overt. I mean, come on. Yeah. Look, it might not be, but when defa- like, fa- okay, AmeriCorps was failing and apparently out of business, but still had money in the coffers, writes a check for $200,000 to James, who then instantly that day writes $200,000 for Biden. It looks like AmeriCorps is giving Biden money. Yes, it sure does look like that. And also the other thing, too, is if it's not a loan repayment, we have the situation where Donald Trump is being tried in New York by Alvin Bragg on what is it like 37 counts of falsification of business records. So could this perhaps be if if Biden didn't give his brother a loan, then this is the falsification of a business record. Did it go down? That's a good point. Yeah. Did it go down in his taxes as a loan repayment? How has this been quantified? What are his booking bookkeeping records looking like if Trump is being brought up on these charges? um, It's a civil suit against Trump. But basically, I was I saw this. I started laughing. I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, so everything they accused Trump of doing, they did. Right. And they said, well, that was that was a criminal. (laughs) That's a criminal case. The Alvin Bragg one is criminal. Oh, I mean, in, in the civil case in New York where they're arguing he falsified business uh, records. Yeah, that Alvin Bragg one. That's that's isn't that criminal? No, it's a civil suit. It's the, I don't know if it's Al- the, the, the Letitia James in New York. That's a civil suit. Right. The Alvin Bragg that's falsification the one they want to of put business him in records. Right, right, but for I'm, like hundreds I'm, of years, what I'm right. saying is the suit against Trump right now by Letitia James mm-hmm. is a lawsuit to determine whether Trump falsified business records. Right. And that's, Alvin Bragg has a similar case. Yeah. Yeah. But the, that, that one was about Stormy Daniels, wasn't it? Yeah, it was about the money that Trump paid to Michael Cohen and then Cohen paid money to Stormy Daniels. So this is very much like that one. And this actually. is very much like oh, that Oh, lock one. him up. For Lock them up. Yep. Joe's got to go. They make gotta, the rules, not I us. Know. You know, and we, you know, we are humbler, humble followers of those laws. So, yeah, man, you know, it really breaks my heart to say this, but we're gonna have to arrest Joe Biden, and <laughs> you know, he's gonna have to go to jail. Well, I would love to see the Department of Justice actually do that. Let's get the FBI involved. They should really start digging in. Correct. The isn't only that, way isn't you're that gonna... what's up now? Like raid his house. Okay, let's you, go for do it. You, do you want to see Joe Biden get arrested right now for this? Because <laughs> no. I can tell. No, no, I can tell you exactly how you can see it. If you want to see Joe Biden, there is one way that you can see him right now get arrested for this. It's called Mid Journey. You just type in the oh, prompt. Right. Uh, well, sure. Joe Biden gets arrested. That's the only way you're say ever going to see citizens arrest in Georgia or something like that. Nope, just AI generated images, and then you can fantasize and pretend like the world is actually safe and there's accountability. But uh, you know, other than that, have fun. That's like how my mom used to always watch The West Wing. She was just obsessed with. It. She was like. This is how I just fantasize reality. Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> the reality, the reality of the internal workings of the White House is probably so, oh, right now with Biden 
is probably so dark. Yeah. Like they mm-hmm. found, what did they find? They found crack, right? Or yeah, no, I was, was just was thinking about that. Yeah. It was, what, cocaine in the... In the White House. Right. Somewhere in the I grew White up House. in Delaware. Security. So I grew up with the Biden like dynasty ruling over my state for years and years. And it's like well known. It's just like kind of public knowledge that they're like super corrupt. The Bidens run everything. You can't get past anything. And their kids are a mess too. Like was that the was that the story on Bo Biden as well? Was uh, he considered so to Bo be a Biden big mess? was like the beloved. Right. You know, and, but also he had a lot of backdoor stuff going on between like northern Delaware and southern Delaware and like paying off politicians for bridges and road Uh, repairs and stuff like that so there was a lot of like even corruption back then I wouldn't say he was a man of character um, based on what I know of him but the Biden's like I saw what he did to the Biden's did to my state it's almost unlivable now in some parts and yeah and I'm watching him do it to America as soon as he was elected president, I said, oh, boy, not good. So, no. This is interesting. Uh, uh, Michael Super chatted saying loan repayment in the memo was was uh, uh, not written by the same person. Oh, you think? Well, I don't know about that. I mean, the Super Chatter did. But if uh, we, I've got the picture right here. So if you uh, if you take a look, the argument is that the writing for 200,000 and zero, you know, 100 uh, and loan repayment are different. I don't know. What do you guys think? I think they look they look the same to me, but I certainly am no handwriting expert. I was blasting a stink bug. I don't like those guys. But you don't yeah, like them? They're funny. I know. They just smell bad. They and they clap. There's, I know they're great. There's one hanging out in my kitchen at home right now, actually. But um, yeah, it doesn't look the same to me. It looks yeah, the it looks pretty different. The lowercase t's kind of look different. Do they? Where's their lowercase t? At the very end, in loan repayment, and then. It Wait. looks like there's a capital T in thousand. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm not a handwriting expert, but Neither they, you know, they they said that there are more angles. What did they say? Uh, the writing has um, more of an angle. Mm-hmm. I can see that actually. The repayment is written with a slight angle to the right, meaning at the very least, if they wrote two hundred thousand, they shifted the check as they wrote again, giving it a, a rightward angle angle to their handwriting. But they, but anyway, yeah, if, no if that were that. true, and I'm sure there are handwriting experts who can either just bunk or debunk it, then um, the, the implication being made here, and I, I don't know if that has any merit, the implication is that uh, when Joe received the check, he wrote loan repayment on it himself. Right. Or someone else did. Someone just wanted to make sure that they literally yep. dotted their I's and crossed oh, their this T's. Is, this is not a payment. It's a repayment. It's right. a loan repayment. Maybe Maybe it just said loan payment. You know, I don't think we're going to get anything from this. No. I, you know, uh, yeah. They're going to say, look, it's a brother lent his money, his brother some money. That's all it is. I and, think that and, a lot of this stuff, I mean, I think that what keeps happening is that the House GOP has the goods on Joe Biden and it's just not going to go anywhere. No matter how much, um, no matter, even though they have the majority, they don't really have any power at this point in Congress. Um, the Democrats have a lot of power. To, you know, they went along with Matt Gates, you know, in the uh, ousting of McCarthy, uh, whether you like that or not, you know, that they did that. Um, that was a, the Democrats had all the power there over the majority of the GOP, which was my main concern about the ousting of McCarthy was like it just sort of gives up the GOP power. What, um, what, what was there? 
Yeah. Well, even when they we didn't have, have power, that much anyway. Yeah, I mean that's sort of the we thing. We don't use it. We don't like, wield our political power ever. We're well known for being like the losers well, that, because that, they that, can't that, raise money if they're like if they're winning. You know what that's, I'm saying? That's the thing when you say we. It's like no, 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 no. Like the the neocon shill establishment Republicans are not us well, or not you. They're they're the reason they don't wield their they wield their power against you. Right. So when everyone's like, why won't the Republicans do anything? No, no, no. You don't understand. They're using all of their might and power to crush you, the person who voted for them. Well, they're still just doing that uniparty thing. And that's right. why it's the moderates now who are like in a position to make deals with Democrats. Ugh, It's pretty gross. It's pretty yeah. gross. But that's the concern is that we're not going to get anything out of this, no matter how many smoking guns they bring, no matter how many. Yeah. Like direct how much direct evidence of bribery there is. We're not going to see. Um, accountability from the Biden family. Plus, the Biden, like Biden's going to be out. I don't think any of us think that he's actually going to be president for the next term. You know, like they're. Do you think they're going to run somebody else? I don't know. I mean, I just don't see how he could possibly serve another four years. He can barely yeah, even. I like, saw a video of him the other day, and I didn't even. It, it was very weird. It looked like a robot from Disney World, kind mm -hmm. of. Well, he does the old man. Dementia shuffle. Very slow. And like the, it's the shuffle. It's the like, I'm afraid to fall down thing. Right. You have his staff saying outright that part of their job is to make sure that he doesn't fall down. Yeah, we there's... see him fall down anyways. <laughs> oh, um, it's like we were talking the other night about when he does give speeches, when he gives big speeches, it's like it almost seems like he's a different man than when he's just off yeah. the cuff. Right. He doesn't seem all there. He shakes hands with the air. It's very bizarre to see this man um, who's so clearly losing <laughs> losing it to right. old age. Well, he's not um, really making any of the decisions, right. though. It's probably the Biden administration or the Obama administration, like kind of pulling the strings, making the decision. They just need a face guy. And they haven't picked anybody else yet to run. They against. haven't. I like, mean, Newsom is making some noise. He was. He um he said he was going to go travel around to Israel, you know, which is like a a face opportunity. Hochul did that as well from New York. She went there. I think she said she went there the day before Biden did. Um, but I just don't see, I don't see how he could possibly do it. Yeah, so, I mean, either. if he's just going to be propped up, if it's going to be like, you know, weekend at Bernie's, the White House, don't you think the American people are going to be aware of that? Like, why would we... Well, I, I've talked to a few Democrats, too, that even say that he's too old. Like, they just like, man, I think he needs to retire. He's getting too old. But the concern is Kamala Harris is second in line. So right. and she is the most disliked candidate, most disliked politician probably in American history. Like they had no reason to ch like choose her to run like she was in a deep blue state of California, and they still put her with Joe Biden for the sake, I guess, of diversity. However, she is very unliked, very unliked, and it just didn't make any sense. I wonder if they're going to switch out a VP for him. You know, that would be is more that... likely what I think. I think they're going to try and run him, but make a really likable vice president. How can so that they way do people that? can yeah, feel confident in voting. Like, how would, oh, they, well, how would they swap him out? Gets too old. Like, can't how? you sw switch out your vice presidential candidate in the I don't next know, election? Wouldn't he? Wouldn't that be an issue in and of itself? Like, now, if you put like Gavin Newsom or something running as VP with Biden, people would vote for that. Democrats she would, would need. Vote for that. She would uh, like for her to go along with that. She would need some exit strategy that gives her uh, a better position than right. vice president. And I feel like she'd have to make that decision. By herself too, and be like, you know, what like, it goes, I want to spend more time right. with my family. 
even though she barely has come up with something yeah you know some kind of payout or something to salvage her dignity or reputation but that's the thing i don't think that uh Democrats are really confident in a Joe Biden presidency with Kamala being the one. I was even concerned when they were talking about impeaching Biden because I don't want Kamala's going to be 10 times worse. Like she is. Oh, she's terrible. I mean, she's nuts. Yeah. Yeah. She's unburdened by what might have been. Well, let's 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 talk about the uh, the big story that's affecting (laughs) us directly. We have this uh, from my Twitter account. And that's it. Fox News filed a copyright strike on our GOP debate commentary, taking the whole episode down. And I will say immediately, as we begin the segment, I believe that what we did was absolutely fair use. We were, uh, uh, first of all, this is the public has a right to know what's going on with these debates. It is newsworthy what these individuals are saying. We were commenting directly on what was being said and the show itself. It was direct commentary on this. Combine those things. And I think that immediately, This is a matter of our democracy, as they like to say, right? Mm -hmm. So the argument would be that Fox News can host presidential candidates who can say things that only they are allowed to filter to the American public and no one else is allowed to fact check what they are saying. Now, their argument is you can fact check them, but you can't just show what they've said in, in real time. I reject that. That would mean that everyone has to watch only their interpretation and it creates a circumstance in which they can selectively choose to take down only specific commentary. It would be impossible to take down everyone who's providing commentary, which means there will always be the argument that, oh, but, uh, you know, they they infringe on our copyright, so we took them down. It's okay. Okay, hold on. The guy critical of candidate one was taken down, but the guy critical of candidate two was not. Oh, we must have missed it. That creates a loophole that will require that you actually can't do anything about, to be completely honest. I think this precedent can't stand. Because uh, right now as it stands, I can't sue Fox News simply for filing a claim on YouTube. We can do a counterclaim and have their claim uh, pushed back. They can then, in ten, within 10 days, file a lawsuit. Otherwise, YouTube restores our video. They then have to sue us. But if, if, if this is allowed to stand, what happens is you have Democrat and Republican The Democrats run criticism of the GOP and uh, let's say Democrat personalities and Republican personalities are commenting and criticizing. And then large institution, whoever it may be, can choose to only strike certain channels. The other people who are not given a strike can't sue. And the people who are given a strike don't have standing in court to argue. Oh, but look, they're not being taken down because the argument is, okay, well, we'll go take them, take them, take them down next. You would have that argument. You could say they're doing this selectively. But what, what, what the situation that creates is the only person with the power is the institution controlling the debates. No one can fact check or comment on it, and they can control who's allowed to fact check and comment on it. That, that's, that's an impossibility. But I've got more news here to add to this. David Pakman, nine days ago, has uh, had announced the same thing. And I was unaware of this. And uh, here you can see the copyright strike he received on his channel. Let me remove the, uh, uh, remove the, copy, uh, the, the CC. The closed captions. You can see that uh, in no way does it affect his ability to stream. As of right now, Fox Media LLC, October 6th, filed the strike against him. I can say this now. I'm not going to reveal uh, any, any, any what I, here's what I can say. Several other uh, uh, individuals who are providing commentary on, uh, uh, on the debates also received strikes and had their commentary taken down. 
It's hard to know when, you know, we started doing a cursory search of other channels because the videos aren't there. So we don't know if they did or didn't. I don't track what everybody does. But uh, knowing that David did, I immediately saw this video when I started doing my, my search of this. And David also received uh, a strike. So we'll see what happens over the next week or so. I don't know. I, 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 would, be, I would be shocked if Fox News actually tries to pursue lawsuits against a combined you know, 50 million subscribers across the board, arguing that they are the only ones allowed to have commentary. I will further add, in my view, and uh, probably if there was going to be a suit, you know, my lawyers would be like, stop saying all this stuff. I don't care. This is important. W the show that we did is not even a substitute for what Fox was providing. No, you could not even hear the debate half right. the time because we are just insulting politicians. <laughs> if you want to actually just listen to the words of the politicians, you go you go watch the debate on Fox News. If you want to hear us yell at them and insult them, you come here. But you're not even hearing half the time what, what they were saying. So right. I don't even think that argument stands. Fox News is deciding to go to war against some of the biggest political commentators in the world right now. I can't imagine they I think this is I think this is an abuse of the system. And uh, I think they lose on this on this one. This is insane. And this is why, you know, initially we didn't even want to do uh, uh, the coverage of it because it's stupid because it's the lesser known Republican candidates. Trump is going to win. And so we decided to simply because uh you know, ultimately, there's there's several things. One, people really wanted to hear us fact check and comment on what they were saying. And so we, we they're like, look, they didn't care what what was being shown in the debates. They cared what we were, how we were responding, how we, essentially we want to debate the presidential candidates. If Fox News has their way, there will be no public debate on our presidential candidates. And I think that's that's absurd. It's like a reaction video. Too. I, I, I can I can respect to a certain degree an argument made by Fox, but I think it's a bad argument that loses because in order for us to have our institutions, our our elect uh, our constitutional republic with democratic institutions, there must be a robust public debate on our political candidates. And they do not have the argument that they own the monopoly on the political debate. If their show was simply truckers arguing truck driving, totally get it. But these people want to be president and Fox is telling me I have no right to fact check them in real time. No way. Yeah, it's no, go ahead. No, they they even went to the extent where you said that they had a choice where they could just take the video down or actually like punish you with a strike. And they chose to punish you with a strike. So that just kind of goes to show that it was, you know, kind of a weaponized uh, attempt to take a stab at Tim Pool from well it's not just me I mean there's a bunch of it's a bunch of people who got strikes they went after they're going after everybody's my understanding uh well I shouldn't say everybody they've gone after a lot of people I do have some questions because I, I can say they didn't go after everyone just yet so I, I say just yet but that's the point if Fox News news is selectively taking down only some then the argument would be they are creating an environment where any institution that is hosting a debate can choose who's allowed to comment on the debate well, we can't have that. There's 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 no functioning democratic election if large institutions are like, we're going to let these seven people do it. Right. I mean, I mean, th this it, I'll, I'll put it this way. Fox could quite literally be like, oh, all of those uh, commentators, we give them a license. Those ones we take down and it's and it's and it's arbitrary. It effectively just silos and manipulates and controls public discourse. I think this is a, a, a gross infringement an egregious abuse of the system. But I also think, I think if they pursue a lawsuit, it goes to the Supreme Court, I think they lose. 
I also think that it doesn't make any sense for Fox to be able to have a proprietary um, broadcast. There should be anyone who wants to broadcast the debate should be allowed in to broadcast the debate. That is in the public interest. It's right. a, it's like you were saying, these are people who want to be president. Now, none of them are going to be president, but they certainly, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but they're certainly out there trying you know. to do this. Um, and any American should have the ability to, to see that. And the fact that Fox News is on cable and a lot of people can't see that also is a problem. But it's free online. And there's a lot of arguments they can make about who they allow to stream and things like that. Don't care. My argument is they want to create a world where they are the funnel of information on public discourse. So there's we have these things called anti-slap laws. Uh, it's slap means strategic lawsuit against public participation. Mo there are many states, probably half the country, where if I said David Pakman, you know, is a you know leftist communist or whatever, insult you know insult him in some way, then he can't sue me for several reasons. It's not just the higher standards, right? You could actually, because David Pakman is a public figure, accuse him of doing a backflip and landing in the mud. And let, let's let's argue that for some reason it's disparaging. I'm trying, I'm not trying to disparage that, David. I'm just using an example because we pulled this channel up. Uh, Anti-slap laws basically shut the lawsuit down instantly, arguing that my accusations against him are public participation, that we are public figures having a debate in public and we are allowed to. And so it's, you, you have what's called uh, Times v. Sullivan. That's where if I said someone is a, uh, 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 if I said Carter Banks kicked a dog, he can't sue me. It's, it's crazy because the 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 uh, actual malice standard based on the precedent of what's called Time v. Sullivan, he would have to prove I intentionally lied knowing beforehand he did not kick a dog, which is almost impossible mm -hmm. right. because you, you'd, you'd have to get past summary, summary judgment, get yeah. to discovery, nowhere to find the statements and hope they are. Let's say I know for a fact that Carter behind the scenes was going, I'm going to lie about Tim Pool and claim he kicked a dog. And then I'm like, I know he did it. I heard him say it. Can you prove it? No, but he said it. Too bad. You're out. Now you get that. That's 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 times v. Sullivan. Most people are familiar with that. That's how the left is able to call everyone Nazis and white supremacists. They call Laura Loomer a white nationalist over Jimmy Kimmel just did. Mm -hmm. I mean, that, that may be defamation per se. I think she should sue because she doesn't need to prove damages in that case. Right. Defamation per se is when you're accusing someone of something so egregious that it in and of itself is is damaging. Anti-slap would then be. If I claim Jimmy Kibble kicked a dog he, and he sued me over that, then it'd probably get thrown out instantly over anti-slap. There are a lot of states that are just like, nope, you can't. There, he's talking about public stuff that's going on. When I look at this, I see something very similar. I think this needs to be handled by the Supreme Court. It must be. And the reason for it is the, the era of the ubiquitous live stream is new. It has not yet been adjudicated. Uh, it has not yet gone to the courts. We need to know where the Supreme Court stands on our right to debate the political candidates in real time. When, it, when, it, when a candidate stands on stage and says, when I was governor, I did this. And when I'm president, I'll do that. And we go, whoa, whoa, whoa. He didn't do that when he was governor. If there is no public debate allowed, then only wealthy institutions are allowed to, to, to control who's, who's being president. It destroys public participation in debates. So... That's where I stand. Uh, rant over, I guess. But uh, <laughs> uh, we, we will have some developments in the next week or so as to what happens. And I think if Fox News does decide to take this to court, I, here's what I ultimately think. I think Fox News will not. I think they're going to cave. They're going to back down and they're going to accept it 
because if Fox News does sue, this will go to the Supreme Court and they will lose. And then it becomes precedent in law and they'll never have a leg to stand on again. The best thing I for think that needs to happen, frankly, I think it needs to be at the Supreme Court level. So there's only there's there's only uh, two ways that can happen. The first is that Fox News files a full fledged lawsuit against the people who who commented. I'm willing to bet they won't do it because they know it opens the door to defeat and it opens the door to them never having any ability to make an argument on proprietary rights again. The other way would be if they overstep their bounds and file multiple strikes against a single individual, giving them damages and standing to a massive degree, which results in a lawsuit being filed against them. Right. In which case they it goes to SCOTUS. They lose. That whole process could take a couple of years, but Fox will be destroyed by it. And they're already not doing so great after the Dominion lawsuit. No. Right. Right. They're, they're, the, the, the best thing for Fox to do is certainly not this. I would, I would argue the best, the smartest thing Fox could do was actually try and negotiate with anyone who wants to do any kind of commentary, some, propri- some, some, some like rights or distribution uh, or some monetization package. Or almost yeah. like a press pass. Right. I was just thinking right. that, like an e-press pass. Yeah. I think, I think Fox should make the art. So if, if this goes to Scotus, I think they lose outright. We have a right to, to uh, call out politicians who are trying to be president and they, Fox News should not have the, the uh, unilateral control over that. It's one thing if the argument was we should have public cameras in those debates and Fox News shouldn't be allowed to have proprietary stream of these things. I don't know about that. My argument is our show was not a substitute. We were talking over the politicians half the time. You couldn't you could barely hear what they were saying. Right. We didn't even have the stream on their channel the whole time. And we were actively fact checking and commenting. I think they lose that one. The smartest move they could make right now would be to go to all the channels and say, how about you give us ad rights when you do it? That way we don't get into a lawsuit. Right. If they go this route, the first strike received by David, by me and many others who have gotten strikes has no impact whatsoever on the channel. The second strike takes you off the air for 90 days. We're talking between all these channels. I don't know what, 50 to 100 million dollars in, in potential damages. Yeah, that's a lot of damages. I don't know if Fox News wants to handle another one of these lawsuits. And I don't know if they can handle a lawsuit from 15 multi-millionaire industry network individuals. I mean, this is an insane thing they're trying to do right now. I think also there's like a free speech consideration. Right. That's so important. You know, we have the right to comment and discuss those who are running for president. And we certainly have the right to do that in real time. Right. We were talking about the bar situation right. before. Like, do you that. have like the debate on at a bar and people come buy drinks to and they watch it? And they do. They right. do that. Yep. Right. So they're making money from... The debates you can't really, I mean, that would this be, is, you know. This is why I think uh, this would need to go to uh, SCOTUS. It, this, is a, this is a federal level issue. Um, during the debates, I can tell you definitively, and everybody knows, bars and other venues have the debate on. You go to a bar, the news is playing. Now, their argument is, yes, but we buy cable, you know, and so we can play these things on our TVs. Sure. But what they're doing now is... I didn't charge any money for anyone to come and watch the show. The show was just us commenting on the news. So that means all of these venues that are playing the debate and talking to people about it, they're going to argue that's copyright infringement. Right. Or like, you know, when you show movies, you're not supposed to show movies publicly. And they always put that thing at the beginning. Like mm. this is not for public distribution. But it but doesn't that, that, make, that's totally different because though, right? that's, yes. and that's totally different because that is an entertainment. That is an entertainment that was created 
by whatever, you know, studio or entity makes the entertainment. A presidential debate is not an entertainment. It's a it's a public service. It's something that voters yeah. in a lot of ways voters demand because we want to right. know what our, you know, want to be elected leaders. Because they're the voters. They're the voters. They we want to know what they want to do to our country. We want to know what they have to say about um the state of the nation and and what should be happening and uh I think that that should get out to as many people as possible as want to see it. Yep. They, uh, uh, Fox News had issued a memo saying that they would go after that. anybody who yeah. did this. And we know that. And I will say it plainly here. We have asserted since the beginning, they have no right to make this claim. It is absolutely fair use. What people need to understand is fair use is copyright infringement, but it has an exception, uh, an exception in the law. So typically what happens, because I've dealt with this quite a bit, is that, um, when you infringe on someone, so when you when you engage in what you would believe is fair use, you have infringed a copyright. The argument is then, will a judge agree that this is in the public interest in some way? And we know that the typical grounds for fair use, they're not absolute. So one thing people often like to say is the length of uh, uh, the content. Maybe, but not always. Uh, Sargon of Akkad, Carl Benjamin, famously uploaded a, a, a clip from Akilah Hughes without comment, without the video was just a rip of her video re-uploaded. She made the argument it was infringement because he didn't transform it. He didn't comment on it. He didn't do anything. Carl said, you are incorrect. The title of the video itself was commentary and thus it is fair use. She sued him. Not only did she lose, she lost the subsequent filing where she had to pay him. I think it was a hundred thousand yeah. dollars uh, in fee, uh, pounds. Yeah. Uh, um, was it? Well, no, 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 it was dollars. It was in the United States. Oh, really? I yeah, it was a, she I sued see. him in the United States. Oh, okay. And uh, Carl won. Because uploading, the, I, I, th I don't know if it was the entirety of the video. I think it was several minutes. I think it was like five minutes. And it was just a rip from her channel, uploaded the video, and she says, that's not fair use. Mm -hmm. It was. Simply because he put a title that said like, it was titled something like the ab absolute mental state of the left or something like this. That's all it took. I would, uh, the, 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 the issue here, a lot of people make these arguments, we're talking about people who want to be president, who are live, real time, lying, misrepresenting facts and saying things that need to be fact checked by journalists. And this is the modern era. News is presented in this format. It is no longer a world where, you know, we didn't sneak a camera into Fox News and then and broadcast it. That's right. a, that's essentially their argument is predicated upon an old school era where someone recaptures their stream and reposts it, whereas we were actually engaging in public discourse. That's something that's going on in a lot of law right now. Like we just saw this Douglas Mackey case. Yes. Uh, Ricky, Rick, Ricky Vaughn from 2016. And he had posted memes leading up to the 2016 election, joking around that Hillary Clinton voters should uh, text their vote for Hillary Clinton. And the joke, of course, it's basically a political cartoon, right? Which is a point that right. uh, Jack Posobiec and Gavin Wax were making the other day on uh, Jack's show. But it's that's essentially what it is. It's a, it's a political cartoon. And the idea is that um, he was he was making the joke that Hillary Clinton voters aren't smart enough to know whether or not they could vote by text message. Now, of course, as it turns out it's in like the trial, yeah, in the trial against him, uh, it turned out that the Department of Justice could not prove that anyone was harmed at all by this joke. No one voted by text um, 
because as a result of this meme that he posted, yet the Department of Justice and the FBI investigated the meme, which was like, vote for Hillary Clinton by text, you know? Um, the, it was like, it was yeah. like uh, vote from home, text here. Or something. Right, right, right. And it was like, and so the Department of Justice uh, and the FBI, the FBI investigated, the Department of Justice alleged that it was an ad. Not a meme, not a joke. And do you remember the Democrat woman who did the same thing? Yeah, the Democrat woman did the same thing. We documented <gasps> that. Every time we've covered it at Post Millennial, we document and a Democrat did the exact same thing, right. saying that Trump voters should vote by text message. That woman was not prosecuted. She was not investigated by the FBI. Uh, Douglas Mackey was, he was convicted. This. Seven we, months, there it is. We have this from the Post Millennial. Mm-hmm. She said, hey, Trump supporters, skip poll lines at election 2016 and text in your vote. Text votes are legit or vote tomorrow on Super Wednesday. So text the votes are uh, text yeah, votes part. are legit should have put her in criminal territory mm -hmm. relative to what this guy did. And there's his too. This one just says, avoid the line, vote from home, text Hillary. I'm with her, go Hillary. And it's a, a meme. It's a joke. It's and, and the funny thing is, this is 2020. Uh, when, when, did, when did he post that? That was uh, that was 2016. But it was it was it after hers? Uh, Christina Wong? I don't know. I don't know. The she said text votes are legit. Right. I yeah, suppose the argument right. is she didn't include a number to call. Or did she? Because it's a video. It? Yeah. Well, I don't mind. There's, there's a video, but the video was taken down, which work. is why we have that. Which is why we just have uh, her screenshot. Hmm. Um, but, but yeah, so he posted this. The Department of Justice claimed that it was uh, an ad. Instead, and didn't acknowledge that it was a meme, accused him of conspiracy against rights, which is, of course, what Donald Trump is being accused of by the DOJ right now over January 6th. He was convicted of essentially election interference, and he's supposed to spend seven months in prison over this. Uh, we actually got a message from a fact checker today being like, can you provide any evidence for your claim that he was he's being sentenced to seven months in prison over a meme? And it's like, why? Yes, we can provide all of the documentation that we have, as well as the Department of Justice right. press release about the conviction in the first place that says he posted this ad and it was investigated by the FBI. Um, it's absolutely insane, but it's another first rights issue, uh, First Amendment rights issue. And we have had so many of these recently. We see in the cases against Donald Trump where he's being slapped with gag orders. He's not yeah. allowed to speak publicly about various elements of the case. And it's basically because the prosecutors don't like getting made fun of on Truth Social. That's the issue. They don't like that. They feel, you know, they feel insulted. When did they actually file this? Because it was from the 2016 election. Oh, it was from the 2016 election. It's a meme about it. But does it say they didn't even file a complaint until 2021? So they waited until after 2020 to go after him, like after the whole election stuff that went on with Trump oh. for something. It didn't even affect the 2016 election. Right. It didn't they punished him for it. the 22 or the 2020 election, which is interesting, which is dangerous, too, which means they're hunting people down from the old school Trump era. People that helped Trump get elected the first time, they're going after them even now. It's also like out of pardon territory. Yeah. Like just... Just in case. Yep. Yeah, it was USA Today that reached out to us. But what, um, let's see, when did they do it? They just they just spoke about the sentencing. Uh, and they said that, uh, on they said, um, 
As proven at trial by 2016, Mackie had established an audience on Twitter with approximately 58,000 followers. A February 2016 analysis by the MIT Media Lab ranked Mackie as one of the most significant influencers on the then upcoming presidential election. Uh, so they were using that against him, like the fact that he had a platform, the fact that he had a lot but of his followers. his platform followers follow him because he makes memes, probably. Because he makes memes. <laughs> Would they be voting for, for Hillary by text? Right. Yeah. It's a bad argument. And we had to explain right, it's, it's, the joke to the fact checker. We had to right. be like, the joke was... But these are, ascent- I mean, That's these are sad. contemporary political cartoons. That's yeah. what's going on here. Right. So the point is, this guy's followers are not voting for Hillary at all. Right. Right. Exactly. Well, and now he, he gets only- to go to jail. <laughs> and now he's going to go to jail. What they, uh, they said, um, for example, on November 1st, 2016, in or around the same time that Mackey was sending tweets suggesting the importance of limiting black turnout. So they're using a racial thing. The defendant tweeted an image depicting an African-American woman standing in front of an African-Americans for Hillary sign. The ad stated, avoid the line, vote from home. Um, and they say that that's deceptive and they're using that racial thing as though that like somehow makes it It's kind of like a different argument right. than the one that they're trying to use. It's exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah. Hmm. And then they, they complain that he also tweeted the same image in Spanish. But I mean, that's actually kind of funny. Maybe the (laughs) only one they have. It's it's amusing. Yeah. You know, it's amusing. So, um, yeah, I think what is happening to Timcast over this Fox News thing, that's definitely a 1A thing. Well, I was thinking about it too. And this Mackie thing. If you just muted the video and had the transcript, it would be like 80%. It would be, you could not even get the debate through that. It would be mostly commentary and jumbled words around i mean you, you wouldn't be able to yeah like the it's not the same thing at all yeah the transcript what we said right yeah. right yeah definitely because we were right and the people who are like i can't hear what they're saying i'm like then go watch the debate i guess right. yeah, like, yeah, yeah yeah we can just go turn on abc yourself you know it's the same but thing. this this thing with douglas mackley's mackie is a whole whole other thing i mean it's it 2024 is gonna get nuts uh I, I strongly recommend everybody watch this morning's Culture War. If you did not, you need to. It was with Dr. Robert Epstein and Robert Bose. And we were discussing, uh, mostly it was Dr. Epstein discussing what, what Google does. And you got to watch it. Two hours of him breaking down how Google's cheating. Yep. Google's and, cheating on the election. Well, so uh, it's really, really simple. He said that they have hard data tracking this admissible in court, provable. On election day, 100% of Democrat voters get a notification, go vote. Really? And Republic, 59% of Republicans get the same thing. That is enough. It doesn't matter. If, uh, and I think, you, I think that may have been Facebook. One of the big tech companies had done something like this. It doesn't matter if they control what you, what you see or hear. All that matters is they remind you. On the day of, Republicans get don't forget to go buy pizza and wings today. Don't miss out on the new. Uh, uh, imagine this. It's election day and you wake up in the morning. You're like, am I forgetting something? And you look at your phone and you're a Trump supporter. And it says major discount at wings, wing, you know, wing store and huge party available. Get, you know, 10 cent wings today. And you're like, whoa. You call your buddies like, hey, man, they got 10 cent wings. We should go hang out and, you know, and watch the game. And like, let's let's go. And then totally forgetting his election day. And the Democrats wake up and look at their phone and it says, go and vote right now. And they go, oh, that's right. Voting today. That's all it takes. If they can get 5% of Republicans not to vote by doing something like that, it's done. Yeah, that's enough. Yep. 
And between that and the intensive suppression that there was in 2020 of anything that would indicate Joe Biden was a giant liar with a history of family corruption, you know. Okay, so they were putting ads on social media, like reminding Democrats to go out and vote. I wouldn't call them ads. What were they? You get a notification? From Facebook itself? Like, yeah, when, 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 when you go on Facebook, you've never gotten these? Uh, I re- yeah, I have. I oh, have that. Like, so like, but like, it was it. like, yeah, I guess you're right. But they I were think, targeting mostly Democrats. Well, what he was saying is that, I don't know if it was Facebook, which, which platform he mentioned did this, but he said Democrats, 100% of the Democrats in their study got notifications to go vote and only 59% of Republicans did. Interesting. Yeah, that's all it takes. And then there's, there's of course, the, the, the information manipulation, which everyone is mostly focused on, but you got to understand how simple it is. Now, the interesting thing is he said, when Ted Cruz filed a letter, basically calling, uh, I think, calling Google out for this, he said, we watched in Georgia the mechanism by which the bias is created turn off. They're tracking what he said were ephemeral, what they call ephemeral experiences. And this is crazy. Yeah. This is crazy stuff. Here's how it works. Everything you do online, mostly recordable and tracked. You post a tweet, someone can archive it. However, the Google search results that you get will never be repeated. You get that one time, that image that you see on that page is not stored or archived anywhere, and it's gone in a moment. Really? Mm, yeah. yeah. I mean, it wouldn't be stored. No, but so, yeah, I, I remember realizing how crazy it is that my Google search results for the exact same search terms were different than somebody else's. And they'll be different for you the next time you do it. Yeah. And so with that. Why is that? Why did he say that was? So, well, that's just the nature by which Google operates. Mm. When you search, the algorithm will generate a list of possibilities. And if you search again, it may change. This is but why because these and things, card catalogs were so Because nice. these things are ephemeral, what happens is Google, I, I, I suppose the argument is, they can, you can search for Donald Trump. Google can send you the most insane things ever. Trump is Hitler. Trump is evil. Right. And then you're like, oh my, oh my God. No one saw that it, ha- that it happened. You will never see it again and you can't prove it. So they thought this data is not being tracked, but it's manipulating people's perspectives, perception. So what he started doing, what what they do now is they have a whole bunch of volunteers, tens of thousands, I think, 12,000 or whatever. And they actually track all the searches and everything everyone's seeing. And they've actually created a database proving the bias and tracking it in real time. So when Ted Cruz had this letter, he watched the lopsidedness of Democrats being given positive information, Republicans being, you know, negative information. Then Ted Cruz sends a letter and it's gone. And I think Zach Voorhees, uh, a whistleblower who came out to Veritas, uh, made a similar argument. I book, that's right. Yeah, it's on your Made a similar similar argument that Google can turn it off and on and manipulate elections and all that. So, yeah, that's... No, it's it'll true. be interesting next year what happens. They pick what goes at the top and you can't tell me they don't because... What's really weird, too, <laughs> is uh, <laughs> Douglas Murray's Madness of Crowds has a whole chapter about how when you type in, like, married couple, it will show you, like, two men and a baby or something weird uh, or, or different. Interracial couples. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's kind of like agenda-driven in the... Yeah, you think? 
You think I haven't weird. seen a commercial with all white oh, people in it since the Canadian suicide commercials. Like Those are, and the, yeah. oh, and the army <laughs> ones recently are coming out. They're white, but there is absolutely an agenda behind everything because radical leftists run Silicon Valley. They run run the big yeah. tech industries. They run pretty much everything. Right. That's why it was so important when Elon Musk took over Twitter. It was like one of our guys like taking over like a giant. Uh, and kind of leveling the playing field. And that's yeah. what we have to do. We have to continue to build. We have to continue to start like a hostile takeover of right. these tech companies. Well, or the parallel economy, which I think is like, so yep, great, you yep. know, to see alternative ways like, you know, um, the company that Tim was just highlighting at the top, the cool wood products, yep. don't don't buy them from Ikea, buy them from this guy, you yeah. know? Yeah. I think totally. that's a... That's a better way to go. Right. I was recently, um, so I travel a lot for work and I was walking down the, uh, whatever you call it, the jetway to get onto the plane. And you're standing there waiting to get on the plane. And it's just all advertisements of, you know, why our airline is the best one. Uh, and there was an interracial couple. There was a gay couple. Mm -hmm. There were like all of these, um, alter everyone who was in it was sort of like alternative to yeah. the, what you would traditionally have seen like the more stereotypical thing and i was like it's it's just so obviously intentionally done yes. you know right. these changes that are being made to affect our impression um and i think that it's true like i saw this recently it was like um most of these ads are geared toward middle-aged white women yeah definitely you oh, know that's funny yeah. who are like all on yeah. ssris anyway yeah disturbed right the general marketing idea that we so uh you, you'll, you'll see a lot of these uh, commercials where it's an interracial couple, couple with mixed race kids. And there's a lot of people who think it's a conspiracy to uh, uh, like get white people to stop having kids or something or to, you know, mixed race date or something like that. No, it's actually really simple because I know a bunch of marketing guys. And when this before this stuff even <clears throat> started happening, the conversation was occurring in these rooms, uh, marketing rooms. They're basically saying we have a marketing budget of $10 million. We need to hit these demographics. And they'd be like, okay, what's our what's our strategy for selling, you know, insert product in the white neighborhoods of Detroit? What's our strategy for black neighborhoods? And then millennial, the brilliant millennial goes, why don't we just have like a black wife and a white husband? Yep. Because then you can sell to the black neighborhood and the white neighborhood. And they were like, that's a good point. We can save costs by doing one commercial if we show a black person and a white person in the same shot enjoying a meal with our product. And they're like, that's a great idea. And it doesn't work. The exact opposite happens. It becomes relatable to no one. Yeah. But that 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 was that was a, a lot of the mentality of these marketing firms was yeah, right. like, how can we minimize the cost of production right. and maximize our reach? Right. They thought white liberals are going to eat this stuff up, and it'll play really well in minority communities because you know interracial couples. And it's like, bro, interracial people are like three percent of this country. Yeah, no. you have just dramatically removed yourself from what people would relate to. Right. I'm, a, I'm sorry that it's true. People just forget that it's like it's a budget thing. It's not has, has mainly to do with saving money. It's like more <laughs> it effective. Seems well intentioned, but not thought. Yeah, through. It's, it's not going to work on right. on paper. Even though on paper it looks like it does work, right. it, in look reality, at, at, it's not going to work. In practice, it doesn't work. Look at Victoria's Secret. They that switched was fascinating, back. Right? Great, great switched, example. So they got yeah. rid of the angels, the sexy women in lingerie. Like 2018 ish. Uh, yeah, 2020. Yeah. Megan Rapinoe. Oh no, no, it was 2021. Yeah, and they it was, put it Megan Rapinoe in. 
Yep. Yeah, right, and some right. fat women, and they were like, this is what and women trans. want. A lot of trans, a lot of men advertising yep. women's remember, lingerie. Remember Calvin Klein? Yeah, had the uh, big, that. morbidly obese people. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so the are, and, and if you go to uh, the mall, you'll see their models are just morbidly obese, and they have morbidly obese mannequins. The argument being made was, this is more representative. So we're trying to target real women, right? Well, why why do this, you know, these these sexy models, women don't aren't like that. They want to see real people. These 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 marketing people are dumb as a box of rocks. Yes. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. true. As someone who has a marketing degree, went through a marketing at like a big uh, school in the United States. Most people that are in marketing are there because their dad told them to, or they just don't know what they're going in school. They're not really Vic- in it for the for the thing. Victoria's Secret reverts and goes yeah. back to sexy women, realizing yeah. that okay, that didn't work. And I think we'll see a lot of the same thing in advertisements. They're going to say okay, Definitely. you know, like look, this area and this city is is ninety percent white. And we're trying to sell them a product. There, uh, we, we we want them to think that's me, and I should use that product. Yep. Yep. So if you create an experience to them that is more foreign, liter- figuratively and literally, then that's that's not resonating with them. Yeah, it doesn't resonate with me. I remember seeing the, uh, I remember seeing the ads of like men wearing lingerie. Um, oh yeah. And like it's like trans people in lingerie or like very large women in lingerie or even just in regular clothes. Uh, seeing Dylan Mulvaney in a Kate Spade dress, like I'm never going to buy that dress. When I look at clothes, I don't know about you, Lauren, but when I look at clothes and I think like, oh, it looks great on that person. And then you sort of have this in your mind. Like if I buy that, I will look great too. You don't want to see how bad the clothes look on really fat people because then you look at it and you're like, oh, I'm going to look fat in it too. Right. Exactly. You know, I'm not looking at an extra large person <laughs> thinking, yeah, I need that. I'm I definitely... need to look just like that. But it was crazy. But it was also what was, but obviously there was agenda, an agenda Love behind it because the they lines. cannot expect yeah. that to like increase sales. You know, if we put extra large, very offensive looking people in our clothes, like the, how this is not going to increase sales which brings you back to the agenda. It's all about the agenda, the agenda that, oh, um, obesity is beautiful. Oh, to be, um, you know, way overweight and unhealthy. That's how you need to be in order to get the spread in Victoria's Secret. Same with Dylan Mulvaney. You know, if you are a male who decides to dress as a, uh, be a, dress as a woman, hey, you get a Bud Light deal. You got a Tampax deal. He got everything under he the He got sun. a Tampax deal. He did. He got he a Tampax. That's, I, <laughs> yeah. yes. It's amazing. That was so ridiculous. Yeah. So I think what we're seeing now is all of these women, liberal women claiming they believe these things have been lying the whole time. And Victoria's yeah. Secret is proof. The proof is sales declined. Hey, uh, hey, hey, hold on. Victoria's Secret didn't, didn't pull a Bud Light. I mean, they kind of did, but there was no big boycott, no big backlash. Women didn't go around saying no more Victoria's Secret. They just silently stopped buying they just it, stopped buying it while cheering for it. These liberal leftist right. women were like, yay, I'm not buying that. And what does it show? <laughs> What, the, what, I, what, what I, here's how I think it works. The beautiful women that you see in lingerie, women are like, I understand that woman is objectively beautiful. I want to be objectively beautiful like her. I want to wear what she's wearing and be objectively beautiful. But when you put morbidly obese women and people like Megan Rapinoe, who is look, not beautiful, she's a great athlete, props to her and all that, but she is not what men typically and stereotypically are attracted to. And, maybe, and, and she doesn't want that. That's fine for her. I'm not arguing right. anything. I'm just saying your t- women then look at Megan Rapin- Rapinoe and go, she is not objectively beautiful. I do not want to look like her. Well, Stops buying the product. Clothes are aspirational. You know, you buy right. clothes because you want them to make you look good and you want to make you want to feel good. 
And how many, how many women- And you want to feel like you're part of whatever the beautiful thing is. How many women buy one size smaller because they're like, I'm going to fit in this? Oh, I I literally never do that. No, but but I'm not saying, I'm not saying it's the majority of women. Then I just return it. I'm saying- (laughs) That would never happen. (laughs) There, there, there are- uh, That just uh, makes me feel worse. Wishful thinking. (laughs) Looking at Victoria's Secret models. Okay, well, I'm not a woman, but uh, my assumption is the reason why we have movies where the dudes are massive- like, you know, uh, uh, Chris, Chris Hemsworth in Thor, for instance, that you always see these stories where uh, actually Jason, uh, Jason Momoa, right. Momoa, what's yeah, his name? Momoa, Momoa, I think. Yeah. Momoa. Momoa. Yeah, Lisa yeah. Bonet's ex-husband. They, they, they posted a photo of him at the beach and they were like, he's looking pretty fat. He wasn't. It's just that he dehydrates himself so that his skin gets real thin. You can see his right. muscles. So he looks ripped. But then when he starts drinking water it's again. Dehydration? Oh, yes. yeah. So when you see men in movies and they're looking all ripped and their veins are Not bulging and they have muscles and they're like, they don't drink water for two days. Yeah. Oh, awful. That's, That's right. so awful. Because yeah. I would much rather have a hydrated puffy guy. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And, it, and, and then you'll see like, it, it looks like love handles, but it's, it's, it's thick skin and they have some fat on their body. But to get in shape for the movie, they eat r- ridiculous amounts of fish and chicken yep. all day, every day, work out relentlessly. And then dehydrate right before they film the scene. Break through days, yeah. Yep. The reason we go to those extremes is because you're trying to create something beyond the normal, something aspirational. That looks like a heroic, very, very strong man. I imagine it's similar in, in, in a certain way for women with like Victoria's Secret and these other companies. They're, they say, we all know that men and women find that beautiful. And we want to be as beautiful as we can be. So we want to be like them. Hmm. That's why I think the sales drop when they put morbidly obese women. Because like, well, there's a bunch of fat women. They don't want to look like that. No, they want to look like supermodels. They want to, They want to improve themselves and be better. They want to look better and be more attractive. Men want to look better and be more attractive. Men want to do more pull-ups or whatever. But then you see it all fall apart. Right. And also, I think like, for example, with Victoria's Secret, like guys buy stuff for their like wives and yeah, girlfriends and stuff oh, like yeah. that. And they're looking at Big Bonquisha over like, there. Oh, thinking, I don't, want... I don't <laughs> know about that. So like they want like the good looking stuff because a lot of men buy stuff for yep. their girls too. And they don't think another, about that. That's a really good point too. The yeah. guy walks to the mall and he's like, I want to eat like, my wife, you know, I want to get her something nice. And they'll take a look at this. And there's like a 300 pound morbidly <laughs> obese mannequin. They're just yeah. like, like, no, she would take you. this as an insult. <laughs> like you can't do that. <laughs> let's, uh, let's talk about this story here from the Daily Mail. Conspiracy theorist Alex Jones must still pay one billion in damages to Sandy Hook families and can't hide behind his bankruptcy protection judge rules. This is crazy. They are saying that bankruptcy is not enough. So the general idea of the bank of a bankruptcy is, hey, we need to prioritize what we're paying back to keep the company operating. If they begin to seize his assets, Infowars will cease to exist. That was always the point. I'm not surprised this is happening. It's going to get a lot worse in 2024. They're going to start going after everybody. Yeah. But there's kind of part of it with the whole YouTube thing. It's going to start happening. Yeah. yeah. It's all going to start happening. With, 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 it's, but, this is different from, you know, Fox. What, the thing about yeah, Fox different, News different, but. And, the, and the strike, I think this is just something that needs to be, uh, the precedent has not been set on a right. new technology and a change in how the public operates. Right. So yeah. this is one of the first elections where you have ubiquitous live streams with prominent personalities who dominate prime time. So, of course, the argument from Fox is like, hey, what do you think you're doing? And it's like, welcome to the new world of public participation. This technology exists. People have always played the debates and argued and debated them and fact checked them to the public. 
now it's happening in the digital world. Right. If Fox News has their way, it reverses the internet. I, you know, hey, maybe then there's no live in the pod and eat the bugs because you can't have digital broadcast and digital, digital public debate. They'd get rid of it. This is different. Alex Jones has opinions. Ten years ago, he had very bad ones. He's got to pay a billion dollars. Okay, fine. He lost. They had a summary judgment against him. He files for bankruptcy. This will destroy the company. It'll get all my employees fired. And the judge says, so what? This is lawfare. This is, they are trying to destroy Alex Jones. And you know, you had talked earlier, like said earlier about like defamation lawsuits. Now, they have to be said in malice. And I truly don't believe he said those things in malice back then. You know what I'm saying? I think he truly believed them back then. And, and uh, just, how just did clarify, they get him? Actual malice means you intentionally lied. You knew what you were saying was false. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you say something intentionally knowing it was false. So it absolutely is. Because like a lot of us, like we, there's a lot of like misinformation. There's a lot of stuff out there. Like we say things, we see things and we make, you know, a statement believing it at the time. He didn't say that in malice. Like he truly believed what he was saying at the time. And now they're still coming after him 10 years later, even though, and he never even said anything. Like Alex Jones never said anything that stated, oh yeah, I knew it wasn't true. And I said it anyway. So it really is just a continued weaponization of the justice system to shut down all dissent, to shut down digital media because they're coming for you next because cable television is dying and digital is the future and anybody who has a name for themselves or makes some really good points or actually does some damage on culture taking back the culture they're going to try and come for you so that's just what they do so you have to you know and honestly apologizing to they come after you when you start apologizing they smell oh, you can blood never apologize never they that's smell never, blood yeah. and they will that's take your you little, all the way down struggle session thing yep. don't apologize in a struggle session yep just sit there and take it and leave. And then that's true. That's it. Why um, did they say that he can't file for bankruptcy and protect himself that way? I mean, I assume the reason is arbitrary. Quote, mm -hmm. the families are pleased with the court ruling that Jones's malicious conduct will find no safe harbor in the bankruptcy court, said Christopher Matea, Connecticut oh. lawyer. As a result, Jones will continue to be accountable for his actions on his site, yada, yada. I don't know. That seems absurd. Also, where is he supposed to get a billion dollars right, if he like only if has 14 million? It's like saying... We know you don't have it, but that's not good enough. Right. Yeah. You, so and what how are they is he take? supposed to get it if they right. shut down his channel? That's the right? only way he makes money. Right. Because it's not what it's about. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's so they just want to scuttle him. This is. I think this proves it. If it was really about recovering damages, they'd say bankruptcy must protect Alex Jones, and then we will garnish whatever wages and profit he would get off his show. Right. But so if they're saying no bankruptcy protection, then Infowars ceases to exist. And that's it. End of story. No money for anybody. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like a by any means possible kind of thing is what I'm saying. No matter what, whatever they can do. I don't know if it says what is explanation for why bankruptcy doesn't apply. Uh, at least here it just says the judge said it. So it is. I don't, I don't know what the argument is. Yeah. And when was this ruled? Was this today? Today. Really? Yeah. This just happened today. I knew that they like of uh, like initially were suing him for the entire like it was like the same amount as yeah, the military the defense of or something. Yeah, like it was that. like the defense budget budget of the United States, something ridiculous. And it was, you know, I mean, they're just trying to take him down. You know, I hope Alex stays strong. We we're with you, man. Like this is not good. Um, and they're just like it's not even legal. It's not legal what they're doing. And I hope he appeals it. I know that different states have different, um, 
you know, standards on how much you can sue a person for. So like in the state of Connecticut, like even though it was in Connecticut, in some places, like they couldn't sue him for more than a certain amount legally. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I don't know if this still applies to that or if that just overrules all of that. I'd have to read it. Yeah. Even CNN doesn't doesn't give the the reasoning behind why he's not protected from like bankruptcy. It's no, it doesn't make this doesn't make sense. It just says the judge said it. The families filed the motion because they thought he wouldn't pay, and then it goes on to explain the the past lawsuit. <laughs> I love the logic behind that. We thought we wouldn't pay, so we just charged you a bunch more money, right? Like millions and millions more dollars. Well, no, they're saying we thought he wouldn't pay because of a, 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 the bankruptcy. So he had we, we want the judge to say he can't use bankruptcy. And the judge said, "Okay." Oh wow! <laughs> but it doesn't explain the what the judge, how the what the judge is, uh, why. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Why is this one bypassing bankruptcy? I still don't well, think the family will get a single penny, and it's because if Jones goes, if Infowars goes out, Infowars is out of business. There's no money, right? Yeah, exactly. Most of the sense. most of the debt that cannot be discharged in bankruptcy is child support, alimony, unpaid taxes, and student loan debt. Most other things, according to Investopedia, can be alleviated through bankruptcy. Hmm. Yeah. So I wonder what makes this special. Yeah. You know, like what the what the law is there. Yeah. And he fired filed chapter eleven. Is that what he did? Or was it Yeah, chapter eleven. Chapter eleven. He says, uh, those uh, okay, so Lopez ruled the protections do not apply over findings of willful and malicious conduct. Oh, that's another one. Here it is. It says debts for debts for willful and malicious injury to another person or property. Willful and malicious here means deliberate and without just cause. And that's um, so I that's mean, one too. debts for death or personal it was, injury. It was, it was a default ruling caused by the debtor. Right. Yeah, that doesn't they, seem they, there was either. no trial over this. Yeah, that's there like was the, only right. there's only a, a settlement hearing. Jones never actually got to argue any of his case. Wow. Yep. That does not seem uh that doesn't seem How legal. did we get to that point, though? I mean, look, people keep saying, oh, you know, civil war is a stupid thing to say. And it's like, dude, it's not just that Trump has been indicted on like 91 or 94 counts. It's not just that they've arrested his lawyers. It's not just that a uh, couple of his lawyers have just been sentenced to five and six years of probation for being his lawyers. It's not just that they're going after Alex Jones in what is clearly going to destroy a media outlet uh, and that he got no trial for it. It's yeah, not just insane. that Donald Trump was found in a summary judgment to have committed fraud without a trial in New York. It's not just that a judge said Donald Trump's properties are worth a fraction of what they're actually worth, even to the protest of uh, 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 of finance experts and real estate experts. It is not just that they have been targeting Trump supporters, J6ers, solitary confinement. It's not just that far leftists have received no penalty for the hundreds who stormed the Capitol recently. They light, light slap on the wrist. It's not just it's, that yeah. Ricky Vaughn, Douglas Mackey, gets seven, seven, seven months. Seven months. And a Democrat who did the same thing gets nothing. Not Should the list go on? The, Should the list go on? It goes on endlessly. No, I'm, I'm just saying there is so much evidence that the machine is trying to crush and destroy you for political reasons to argue that we are not entering one of the most dangerous times in this country's history is ludicrous. And you'd have to forget every every yesterday to believe we are not headed towards something truly dark. Now, I kind of don't think we're losing, to be completely honest. Like I said, there's a lot of reasons to think that we are winning. But the desperation is becoming palpable. And I don't know to what degree this goes. It may just be Trump wins and then, no, oh, there we go. 
But you guys watch the Culture War episode we did this morning. I think it's episode 34, it may be, with Dr. Robert Epstein as he breaks down the machine of Google, Facebook, big tech, and how they are controlling what you think. And they know everything about what you're doing. We've talked about it. Facebook can predict if you're going to quit your job. Facebook can predict if you're going to go have a bite to eat. Facebook knows what restaurant you're going to before you even know. Because the, the, the algorithms, the AI, it knows all of the characteristics about you. And then it can formulate these probabilities and know exactly what you're going to do. That's why when you'll be, you could be thinking something and then you see an ad for it and you didn't say it out loud and you didn't say anything to anybody. You're just thinking it. This is, this that is what is freaky. I hate the, when that happens, happens and so it's freaky. Mm -hmm. People think that the reason an ad will appear on Instagram, like you're talking with your buddy and you're like, you know, I, I, I kind of think I need a TV. And then an ad appears like get a new TV. You're like, yo, it's spying on me. Mm -hmm. It's not. No. Predictive algorithms know more about you than you know about yourself. Now, yeah. Don't get me wrong. They're spying on you for sure. And um, if you have voice activation on your phone, your phone is recording everything you say always. Right. Because in order to activate, it has to be listening to you, right? Mm -hmm. And if you want your phone to activate whenever you say your passphrase, then it has to be listening all the time, waiting for that passphrase. Mm -hmm. How does voice activation work? Voice tech works by taking your voice, sending it off to a private company, translating that audio file into a text file, sending it back to your device, and then inputting that as, as a command, which means everything you say. Several famous stories where uh, uh, there was a murder and an Amazon device recorded the entire murder. And they were like, we have the recording. And people are like, how? In order to activate the Amazon device, it must be always recording. Yeah. Otherwise, how does it know when you say those words? It's like arguing that you know, you're, you you plug your ears and put on headphones so no one so you can't hear anything. But as soon as someone says your name, you'll take them off. Well, how are you going to hear them say your name if you're wearing ear earmuffs? That's the same thing with these these Amazon and Google devices. They are listening twenty four seven. Welcome to your brave new world. Yeah. So be careful in people's houses when you're in there at night stalking them, trying to you know injure them. <laughs> be careful that Amazon. Be careful. Turn it off. Yeah. <laughs> but I just think, I think this Alex Jones story, I think next year is going to get crazy. Yeah. yeah, definitely will. I think we're going to have to Trump, like vote Trump out of prison. What do you think? Do you think we're going to get to that point? Vote him out? I, I think, think we're going to have to I vote can, him out so he can pardon think, himself. Oh, I'm ready I to see. do it, though. I and think that's, Sidney Powell crazy. and Kenneth Chase bro stabbing him in the back. I think well, that's definitely really happening. Is, is going to result in... Uh, widespread 14th Amendment lawsuits in like every state from she every Democrat. She took a Democrat. plea deal, didn't she? She did, yeah, and so did Chesboro. And agreed to testify against him. And by pleading oh, pleading no. guilty, what people keep saying, it's like, it's so funny. They're like, yeah, but she she took misdemeanor charges for election interference, like interfering in official, like an election or something. And Trump's name wasn't mentioned. And it's like, okay, okay, yeah, headline, guilty. Yes. So now what's going to happen is Trump's lawyer pleaded guilty and has actually been sentenced Every Democrat, you know, Mark Elias, they're going to file 50,000 lawsuits all saying in this court case, in this court case, in this court case, the, the, the defendant admitted they interfered. They admitted and they were working for Donald Trump directly. And there's a reason they keep charging the little guy first. There's a reason they charged all the January 6th people yeah. in Tanya Chutkin's court before they dragged Trump into her court. And the other thing, too, is you see at Mar-a-Lago in the documents case. Um, the they got the IT guy to flip on Trump as well. They got him a plea deal, right? And so he's going to testify as well that he was. I think I think they're alleging that he had um been pressured to erase surveillance footage. 
Hmm. Well, see, I think that they do a lot of this, too, to get the headlines. So the headlines, Trump's lawyer pleads guilty to this election fraud, like election um, uh, manipulation or all these different things to demoralize his base. Because I know that base from 2020 truly believes in the Stop the Steal movement. You know, everything they marched for, everything they were, they truly believed in it. And it's a, a way to demoralize them as we go into 2024, like thinking, am I crazy? Like, was I wrong for supporting that movement? And they do that with those headlines. So it's not just chipping away at Trump. It's chipping away at his base to demoralize his base. And that's something important to know. Like when they gave Sidney Powell a plea deal, that they knew that would hurt. That would mm -hmm. kind of hurt because she had a lot of big supporters uh, during the Stop the Steal movement. And she just, you know, that was that was a hit. And they're just chipping away at him, hoping that Trump will give up. You know, that's the whole thing. If we indict him enough, maybe we'll get him to give up. But every time they do that, his polling numbers go up and it's just getting better and better. So you're right, Tim. It's going to be a crazy year. However, it's going to be brutal, too, because they won't it, stop. They're going to file insane lawsuits. Yes. It's it's just and, and, and they're going to make the 14th Amendment argument that he can't be president. Check out this story we have in the Daily Mail. Judge fines Trump five thousand dollars for calling his clerk Schumer's girlfriend and now deleted truth social posts. So you mean to tell me that after he was told to shut up, he retroactively then came back and said, Okay, now you got to pay me money. Yeah, so they made Trump be quiet. Uh, Trump deleted the post and now they're fining him. It says the judge said it was a blatant violation of a gag order preventing Trump from publicly attacking his staff. Did he call her Schumer's girlfriend again? I don't Is that think happened? so. I don't think he did it again. I think it was just the one time. Was that before? He deleted it, but it also appeared on his campaign website. Hmm. Right. This was the old post that I, th I thought that was the pretext for the for the gag. It was. Yeah, the he didn't he didn't want him uh and Goron, is that how you say his name? And Goron? I guess. Uh did not want Trump saying mean things about his staff. Okay, so that was the mean thing that caused him to want a gag order. Yes. And then after the gag order, he went back and is now fining Trump for this post that he had erased. Yeah, cuz it looks like it was also on his campaign website. Hey, this is just the beginning. He's going to the, the I think the judges are going to do a whole bunch of crazy stuff. Right. They can get they can lock Trump up right now on contempt. Mm -hmm. you, yeah. that, you, you don't you don't need a reason for that. They can he can come in and he, and he can and Trump. He can wait for Trump to say anything. Hey, watch your tone with me. If you do that again, I'm going to hold you in contempt. Right. And then Trump says, OK, fine. I, I warned you. Lock him up. Bailiff. They could play whatever shady games they want. Now, granted, he's got cameras in the courtroom, so he's trying to be a movie star here because he's a psychopath. But uh, we'll see how that plays out. I just think people many people on the right libertarians, post-liberals, etc. keep thinking they're playing they're playing a game of chess. You know, where it's like, okay, well, you know, I know the rules, you know the rules, you do the best move, I'll do the best move. Meanwhile, they're sitting back and they've got like five queens and they're like, what's yeah. that over there? And they put a queen on the board and it's like, well, how do you have two queens? It's like, what do you mean? Yeah. I, 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 it's just normal. Yeah, it's like they changed the rules last year. You can now have five queens. Yeah. What do you yeah. mean? Last year we agreed. We all agreed. Yeah, I mean, you did, on why don't you have five queens? Oh, well, that's too bad. <laughs> right. I win. Right. It's like playing Monopoly where the person who's the banker keeps pulling extra money out and you're yeah, like, literally. you're cheating. I'm like, no, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> guys, we voted last year. This is a year. ruled on this last turn. This it's okay. A, it's a new rule, yep. guys. We're yep. and, well, and, and he also has the gag order in the DC case. It was put on hold today oh, for a little bit. But what? he also, yeah, it was, what? You can put a gag order on hold for a little bit? Yeah. So Judge Tanya Chutkin, who wow. actually uh, 
uh, oversaw the cases of a number of January 6th defendants and sentenced them to longer than the Department of Justice was even asking for, said that the gag order in that case, that's the J6 case, would remain on hold while she considers Trump's um, suggestion that he should be allowed to speak freely about the case. What? Yeah. So she had issued the gag order on Monday, which prevented him from speaking publicly um, by targeting prosecutors or anyone on staff or witnesses. Wow. And it's a very serious restriction. It's the most serious restriction that they've had so far in any of the cases. Trump's attorneys um, appealed it. And so now they're now they're just like hanging on for a minute. Trump's lawyers called it egregious and intolerable. Saying, by restricting President Trump's free speech, the gag order eviscerates the rights of his audiences, including hundreds of millions of American citizens, who the court now forbids from listening to President Trump's thoughts on important issues. That's crazy. That's actually a great point. It's only getting started. And that is what he says, right? Like, they're not coming after me. They're coming after you. I'm just in the way. Right. Yep. Yep. And Trump's base loves those insults, too. Like, they love They're them. a lot of fun. Like they're funny. They're the best part. I thought Trump's tweets were the best part of Trump. And they're them trying to stop that, you know, it's unacceptable. And I love how, like, I mean, Biden keeps making everything worse and worse. And on Twitter, people keep going, hey, I'll, wouldn't it be nice to just have some mean tweets? Yep. Hey. Mean tweets were and the best true. part. And it's true. It's true. Yeah. I mean, their argument was, but but the mean tweets. Mm -hmm. And so you're like, no new wars, but the mean tweets. We're yeah. withdrawing from the active wars we're in, but the mean tweets. Yeah. And then it's just it. like, a lot of people were like, but we like the mean tweets. Exactly. They're great. And it's just because he was just an ordinary person saying things that we all were thinking. And I thought like, I think my favorite one was like the, what, the Rosie O'Donnell one. And like she got really mad and, he, and he, they, no, was it Megyn Kelly asked him about it? And like, because I think he called her like really insulting. And she was like, oh, you called women this. And he said, no, just Rosie. And it was really <laughs> yeah, funny. funny. It was it was yeah. one of the epic moments of Trump. Um, yeah, I think a, that's one of his, our favorite parts. There's a whole Shane Gillis bit about how he just went up there and started, you know, attacking everyone. I was like, whoa, you can do this? Yeah. Like, this is like, it could be your thing. It's like, yeah, it yeah. can be. Yeah, and I'll give it to Ted Cruz. He was a good sport. I'm pretty sure like Trump <laughs> yeah, told him like his like wife was ugly or something, and like then he turned <laughs> lion around. Ted. Lion, lion Ted. Lion Ted. Oh yeah. yeah, he insulted him so bad. But you no, know no, what? Lion like roar. Like lion. Like he called him lying Ted, and then after uh, like Ted got behind Trump, all of the Trump supporters started saying lion. Yeah, they Ted, were like they like, a, like a roar. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah, he was a good sport. He didn't <laughs> hold a grudge. He just stopped yeah, in line right. and endorsed him. It was good. I actually, Ted Cruz, I respect him for that. So. I don't know what the, the DeSantis campaign thinks they're doing. I mean, <sighs> you know, the, but the crazy, like, I keep hearing people. We have a lot of people come on the show. And we've had some people who are not hyper-partisan. They're conservatives, but they're kind of just like, come on, guys, we got to win this. And they're going, why are the DeSantis people attacking me? And I'm like, what'd you say? Like, I, I haven't said anything about them. And I'm like... <laughs> Dude, the DeSantis people are trying to lose. That's the only thing I can say. Yeah. What's was... amazing is they keep giving ammunition to Joe Biden. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's the point. I don't know. Yikes. Yeah. They uh see, I like DeSantis as a governor. I thought he was a great governor. He did a great job during you know, COVID and everything, but it was just the standard. It wasn't like he was doing like superior things that like set apart. Like that is what the standard should have been. Governors should have kept their states open. They should right. have not put masks on kids. They shouldn't have closed the schools down, closed the churches. 
just because DeSantis didn't do that doesn't make him special. It means he was upholding the standard. And, you know, I respect him doing that, uh, especially because a lot of Republicans sold out during that time. However, you know, it's a character flaw. Donald Trump drug him across the finish line in his election to put him where he was. And this is how you treat them. You know, it was I think that uh, it was a, a character flaw on his behalf. I think that um, he should remain governor. The people of Florida need him. And I don't think that he needs to have higher aspirations, at least not yet. So that's my opinion. I thought it. he could have been a shoe in for for the next go round. You know? Yep. He should have been he should have been VP and then presidential candidate yep. next time around that, that, ran that, was, that, was, that was the path if he had ran on hey this is my record this is what i've done this is what um you know my conservative record which is strong hey i'm just here because donald trump might get arrested you but know the, like he was just heels, running though, as like you know? a veep the high heels that's 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 campaign ending yeah i right missed there. this part of the news cycle what happened with that oh he's wearing lifts it's like that like, Seinfeld episode, remember where uh, where where they they said to the guy who was like the the body double for one of the kids on a TV show, Mickey. They, it was Mickey, and they're like, Mickey's wearing lifts. He's heightening. Lifts and he's heightening. Yeah. No, I don't and on Seinfeld, he was heightening because oh, this oh, was growing. What is this? This definitely looks like he's wearing lifts right here. Are they just weird cowboy what? boots? What are those? Dude? No, because it makes his oh, his levitating. lower leg look really yeah right. It's but like Chris Angeling it. Weird. <laughs> Very weird. Yeah, that's it. There it is. Oh. oh, oh, man. Yeah, that's damning for me. Oh, like, okay, so look. Funny. So there's no foot here in the front of the boot, and <laughs> it's just like, dude. It, yeah, if you ever worn like cowboy boots, it looks like he's just putting his foot halfway in, and his heel is sitting right on the t on the end of the boot oh, right man. there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. look how. Yeah. But, but hold on. He should really just on be the left. A weird. Look how long his <laughs> fibula is. <laughs> it's weird, yeah. man. There's no way, dude. I don't know. You can argue that it's distorted or whatever, but no. I think when you can you can tell there's no foot in the upper boot, yeah. and the pressure on the front of the boot looks like the top of his foot. It does. This this yeah. it looks like an accurate drawing of what he's doing. Yeah, <laughs> that's God. what it looks like. Look how long his leg would be <laughs> so if it was wild. like, yeah, that's crazy. His leg would be massive, dude. This guy just, I don't know. I feel bad for him. I feel bad for him because I thought he did a good job. Yeah. This looks like he's on his tippy toes. Imagine halfway putting on your boot and going on national TV. Come on, bro. Yeah, that'd be that's <laughs> sitting down. On, you can dude. you can get away with doing like a two inch heel lift inside your shoe, but yeah. whatever he's going for is just, just he's crazy. like standing his tippy toes, man. Yeah. Also, much, like, dude. why do you need it? Well, he, yeah, height height matters, no question. Yeah. That much? It matters. Yes, that it does. Much? Yep, absolutely. That's why. What didn't didn't someone want a box to stand on when Trump? They were in a debate, Trump or something like that. Oh, yeah, it was, it was Michael Bloomberg. Bloomberg, Bloomberg. It was Michael Bloomberg. Yeah. yeah, Bloomberg wanted a box because he is short. Yeah. As he's very not against short. Trump yeah. though, but in the debate, he wanted a box to stand yep, on because he's a little thing. But yeah, if you're open about it, not he's trying to and hide powerful, it. Like, it's when you try nope. to hide it. It's all a numbers game, and so the individual doesn't matter. You can come out and say, "I know you're all reasonable, right?" And they'll be like, "Yeah," but it doesn't matter because if one percent of people factor in height, you lose. So that's why uh, uh, everybody everybody knows like the game played by politicians. And if you have, have you guys ever seen that uh, movie, The Adjustment Bureau? Maybe uh, it sounds no. familiar. It's fun fun movie with Matt Damon where basically there's a bunch of I guess you you call them angels who control people's destinies and are guiding people and manipulating. And so this the, Matt Damon is running for Senate and he loses. And then they're like, we need to 
okay, he lost. That's good because we want him to run again and win later. So they're like, now we're going to get him back on track. They influence him. He goes out to give his concession speech and then he just gets tired of it. And he's like, okay. And he just, he's like, see this tie? We actually spent $5,000 to figure out what the, you know, what tie I should wear. And he's like, you know, we actually have a consultant telling us what the right amount of scuff on a shoe should be. $15,000, like just basically breaking it all down. But that's the game they play. They probably went to panels and showed Ron DeSantis speaking without the lifts and with the lifts and found that there was a massive benefit to wearing lifted shoes, lifted boots. He's allegedly wearing these things. I believe it is fair to say he is because it looks like he's standing on his tippy toes in this picture and his leg looks too long in this picture. You know, it looks it, like he's levitating yeah, in that crazy. one. Yep. It does look <laughs> like weird. he's like levitating. Oh, you're the right. Off. It does. It that does. is funny. It oh, also doesn't man. help that you can't even see the back of his foot. Yeah. I was looking no. at polls before like I hopped on today and I think it's uh he went down four points just today. I was wondering oh, what happened. Not again. I was Nikki Haley's beating him in, in yeah. some in, in a, one of the latest polls and in the prediction markets. How yeah. great would it have been to see him and Trump just like storm the country? You'd be like, nice. I don't you know what I you know what I wonder? I wonder if they went to DeSantis and told him to run to destroy him. I'm not kidding. To destroy DeSantis? Yes. DeSantis was massively popular, was pushing a lot of anti-woke policies, was look look what happened to Florida under under DeSantis. He was the shoe in for VP. And we had talked about this. I'm 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 hanging out in DC at National Harbor, and I hear a guy going like, Oh, I can't stand Trump, man, you know? And then I was like, What about DeSantis? Like, I could vote DeSantis. I could vote DeSantis. And I said, what if it was Trump DeSantis? And he's like, oh, yeah, I'd probably vote that. I heard so much of that. If DeSantis was the VP, what did we all say? Oh, it's no question. Because DeSantis is the everyman, the regular guy with military experience who tones down Trump and lets and gives you that assurance. Don't worry, Trump, I'm, I'm going right. to keep him in check. So they go to him and they whisper in his ear, no, you should be president. Come on, run. Now who's Trump's VP? DeSantis implodes tanked his own i mean come on who told him to wear those boots whoever that's told him to wear those boots destroyed point. him that's a really good point because now he's disliked he used to be loved now he's yep. very disliked by the same people that are that were once his base and that somebody was filling his head telling him you got to run you're gonna yep. win this we're gonna make you like the superstar they loved you during covid they're gonna love you now and yeah. then he ran and then it just crumbled from there like and people just don't even like him um, imagine i a think debate. you're right I think Trump should debate Ron, should be on the GOP debate stage. Oh, yeah. You know, because he's going to be like, show me your boots, Ron. Come on, take your feet up. Let's see it. You know, he's wearing high heels. <laughs> oh, my God. Silly. Would he be, be able amazing. to? Amazing. That would be the best clip ever. Wow. Show me your boots, Ron. That's yeah. good. And what's Ron going to do? Funny. I love that. I, I, I wonder, because I've been saying for a while, it feels like, okay, so so I'll explain this. Um, I posted something some, somewhat innocuous about Florida related to Jazz Jennings. All of a sudden, the entire DeSantis communications team is insulting and attacking me. Oh, gosh. I have friends. Because Jazz work, was in Florida. Because Jazz was in Florida and got surgery under uh, DeSantis' administration. And all I said was, I said, where's, where's Ron DeSantis? <clears throat> the appropriate response would be nothing. Say nothing. If you want to engage, you could be like, here's the bill we're working on. Instead, they decided to get all of their communications people to call me a moron, an idiot, other insults. And I was like, what is this? this is crazy. I'm like, I've been praising the guy for a year. And then I said one thing and they lose it. I have friends who worked in his campaign. We know that the DeSantis campaign has an explicit rule. You do not go on Timcast IRL. I've talked to some of these people. <laughs> They're just like, I'm like, you, you do realize a bunch of prominent DeSantis fans are asking me why you're insulting them. 
I'm not, it's, it's up to them to speak out. But the guests on this show, just go back through the list of the people we've had on the show, and you can try and make your guess as to who you think it is, but it's about three people have said, are you being attacked by Ron DeSantis' campaign? And then I'm like, I laugh about it. I'm like, oh, they insult me all the time. And then they'll ask me, why is this happening? We've had people say, I'm, I've been getting attacked by his communications people for no reason. Actually, take a look at what happened with Ashley St. Clair past week, this past week. We did, uh, she made a funny joke about Ron wearing high heels. And Christina Peshaw immediately responds like, okay, wait, wait. Christina Peshaw was like, when you have no argument against Ron DeSantis, so you make up this insult or whatever. And it's like, Ashley posted a meme about boots. She didn't make an argument about policy. She wasn't actually striking at his campaign or his career or anything. She was just joking about a meme. No, I can't say And that. immediately his communications people decide, here's an opportunity to sink him a few more points. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Make us appear stodgy, ignorant, and anyone in PR knows if someone is highlighting, say, Ron DeSantis wearing high heels, the last thing you want to do is pour gasoline on the fire right. and announce it to your base. It's happening. You say, no, 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 everyone shut up and let it blow over. If you engage with it, you will make it a meme. You will make it public and yep. you're fueling the fire. Yeah. And look where we are now. Especially it's only with because Ashley, of that. Because Ashley will now find out for sure. <laughs> if he's wearing lifts or not. Well, now she will not know. Rest. Yeah, yeah. And I she, know. yeah, I mean, she's very diligent. She will find out. I can't wait. I, me too. So, so I, I wonder if when we were all praising DeSantis and he was at the top of the prediction markets beating Trump last year and we were all like, he's the guy. Then Trump started coming back and picking up his, his speeches were getting better. And we're like, I think it might be Trump. And everyone said, I think it's Trump DeSantis. I'm willing to bet that the never Trumper neocon said a Trump DeSantis ticket is unbeatable. How can we stop this? Let's throw money at DeSantis and convince him he must run and he'll win. Yep. So they show all these polls, these prediction markets. They whisper in his ears. You're the guy, man. You're the heir. It's not going to be Trump. It's going to be you. And he goes, you're right. I should run. Destroys his relationship with Trump, the Trump base. And now you have fractured MAGA. People in Florida who moved to Florida for DeSantis fervently love him. So we had this event in Miami. We just about sold out. Um, we got to maybe like, I think, I think we were short, like we had like hundred seats available out of 850 or something. And one of the, one of the responses we got was for a Miami event, a lot of the people here who would agree with these politics are huge DeSantis fans. And so they're, they're like, we don't want to come and watch this because you guys rag on DeSantis or whatever. They're fervent. Look, if you're willing to move from your state to Florida because of Ron DeSantis, you don't want to be told you backed the wrong horse. Right. So a lot of people are just like, no. But imagine what it would have been. Trump DeSantis was unbeatable. And now what do we have? DeSantis wearing high heels? Yeah. This and, is this is worse than the yeehaw. Remember, no, who, is, who is that guy? Yeah. And I'll oh, tell you what, uh, I don't that? see yeah. a single. Oh, you oh, mean oh, Howard yeah. Dean? No, I remember Howard that. Oh, yeah, Howard Dean. Yeah. That's right. That, yeah, that <laughs> so killed good. his campaign. That, that ruined him. I had a friend He's working on that campaign at the time. And uh, I remember after the, it was like a yop or something like that. Yeah, it was, like, yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Really bad. And I called my friend and I was like, what the hell? And he was like, no, it's we're done. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> it's over. Wasn't yeah. he leading? 
Yeah, he was doing wow. great. He and was then doing Dave great. Chappelle did a thing like yeah. the. He, it's oh, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I like really heard funny. about oh, yeah. this and I didn't even know the guy's name and I just googled Howard like Dean. guy destroys his career with a bad sound and he popped up and <laughs> right. it was really bad. It's really and funny. It was like yeah, I see. It, it was like when Michael Dukakis got in the tank and nobody yeah. remembers that but me. But uh, yeah, that was that was extreme as well. No, this picture's crazy. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Levitating. I know that's the best one for me. You can see the wow. shadow below his foot that is like so you can see the heel on the ground but he looks like he's on his tippy toes that's dude, crazy come dude. on bro something doesn't make sense i mean I it's kind of like they photoshopped him really well into this picture almost it looks something like it, it looks look fake. fake but it's it a, a tweet like, i don't know <laughs> wow that's a good one someone had to have made oh, a fake image like can't be real like that's the thing like could this have been photoshopped i, I mean I, I saw the video I, I watched a video of it we just really need to find the boot maker. I right. mean, these are this is custom. Okay. It, it really does when look. I saw this when, I saw when you this, look at the boot. Yeah, it looks like this is hard plastic and this is leather, and you can see the shape of his foot pressing up against it. Right. And look at his left foot, dude. It is. It is. It's yeah, those line. are like special can, made. Well, does he have boots. like? Does he have one leg shorter than the other? Well, both his legs are absurdly long. If these really are his feet, <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm gonna see if they make boots for this occasion. I just know I'm not voting for him because he's got weird shaped legs and looks like a... <laughs> he's a good wearing, dude with you know, a campaign knows. doing everything to destroy him. Yeah. yeah, That's crazy to me. Well, you know, I don't see a single DeSantis flag in Florida. This is like no. DeSantis' wow. home state. In those trailer parks, it's nothing but Trump. Trump's got the working class down locked. And DeSantis, I mean, you're right. I think that some never-Trumpers like the Bush... Republicans probably got in his ear, threw a bunch of money behind him, said, you're going to win yeah. and just go. And then really, in reality, divide and conquer. Yep. Think, I mean, divide and conquer makes the most sense. Yeah, they know true. if Trump and DeSantis team up unbeatable, we need to make sure they can't. Right. That's it. Oh, Split my goodness. Vote. I think you I found him? him. I'm looking for him, too. I'm like, boots to make me taller. Can you, can well, you, like, what, what, what do you search for? Well, I looked at, uh, I looked, I'm at, I'm at donsfootwear.com, elevator height increase boots. <laughs> And I see a pair nice. of cowboy type boots. Maybe they're not. A, they're not maybe exactly the same. But boots. oh, there's the on, Augusta Google. two, and there's the Cantu. So there's, there's a, a lot of boots that look like they would serve the purpose. Interesting. Yeah, but his his have like an inner lift right. that, to disguise. It's a disguise. Some of these do too. I don't Some want of these you to do know. Too. Wearing How do I find these that? lifted boots? But look at ooh. elevator. Elevator, elevator boots for men. These elevator boots. Elevator boots. A I lot found of, them. Yeah, yeah that's, them. Them. <laughs> that's definitely them. <laughs> no, I'm looking at. I'd like love these. to see that. Yeah, well, Crispin Glover. But, but, and there's something that. inside. There's it. something yeah. inside. That's what I'm saying. It looks like if you put your if you ever put a cowboy boot on, you put your foot halfway in, you put your heel against the back of the sh the boot, you have that whole bunch of space. It looks like he's just standing in regular boots, and he has like some socks underneath his right. feet or something like that. When I search for regular elevator boots. cowboy boot hidden left, a picture of Ronda Santos. Nice. <laughs> nice. Well, it's the answer. I'm at donsfootwear.com. That's where Don's I am. Donsfootwear.com. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. No, well, anyway, I'm sure they exist. In fact, yeah, I'm, th I'm sure it's likely. So you said when you were in Miami, people were saying they were like hardcore DeSantis fans. Uh, so we we ended up selling like we we almost sold out the whole venue. We didn't quite sell at the 850, oh, but uh, in Austin we sold out in a day. Yeah. And so two things people said was Miami's too hard to get to because it's like the it's all the way all down the way there. down there, and it's like oh okay, fair point. So even if you're in like 
South Carolina, you're like, that's brutal. So we're, we're looking at Pittsburgh and Nashville next, which is a more centralized location for people, people who, uh, who live in the area. They can come down from different directions. But uh, one component was we, we thought Miami would do really well because it is it is transformed so much deep red. But we did hear that there was like a lot of people are just very heavy on DeSantis and don't want to admit they backed the wrong horse or whatever. So they're just like, uh, just back in the you know, slowly. oh, Tim's insulting DeSantis. Gotcha. What is it? Don's Don's footwear? Uh, yeah, donsfootwear.com. Oh, the bespoke shoemaker? Is that what it is? And then we search for elevator. Elevator Elevator height increase boots. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait, elevators and then one of the- Five inches. Yeah. Wait, wait, elevator. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Um, That's six inch, five inch. Plus they also do bespoke orders. They also do All elevators. Three feet extra height, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Wild. They they look like stilts. I think we- (laughs) Do you see how they, oh, and they look. also do yeah. bespoke. Yeah, there you go. And if you scroll down, there's like cowboy boots. There's more stuff. Oh, whoa, that's crazy. But none of these that, are like that'd be, obviously that'd be, trying to hide. Wouldn't it, wouldn't it be so funny if no, I, just, I just bought some of these and like, you know, just for no reason. <laughs> there are, look at the Vicaro. <laughs> I'll, I'll be 6'2 <laughs> tomorrow. Like, I've always been 6'2, what do you mean? <laughs> I mean, I have some boots that are like this, but not like... Even there, you like know the, the of, bottom height is associated with advantages in the professional and personal <laughs> lives. <of men>. Most <laughs> CEOs like are above average height. That's like this is like in, like I can I probably women see, are attracted to taller men. I can well, see him those, on this. There's all those that. women's shoes that are like wedges on the inside only, like yeah, those weird high yep. heel sneakers that are yep. like yeah. high heel on the inside. That's what I think. Those it always, is. yeah, those always freak me out because it's like you're stuck with the uncomfortableness of high heels and you don't even get the visible credit of wearing Select high height heels. increase? Look at that. Select increase right. height. Whoa. What? Nice. Four inches. Yeah. Whoa, well, yeah. And crazy. then you just get the boots. Dude, I think we should order a pair of these for everyone in the company. <laughs> and just, <laughs> just we'll, do a, we'll do a cast castle bit where everyone's <laughs> really tall. Just like, but everyone's like, like walking seven. like they're on stilts. A little like, star. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. This company would make like 20 grand overnight. Look at this. Look at this. There's so many. You can see how they do it. They've got like, you can see the shape on the outside. Yeah. On, mm-hmm. yeah, on the inside, there's that little wedge. Yo, that's crazy. Wow, dude. There, 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 there are these ads on Instagram where they sell these inserts. You can buy them like 20 bucks and you stick them into your shoe. And then it gives you a two inch lift on your heel and your mm-hmm. shoes are like on the ground. You're like, you're, you're on high heels, but you're hiding yeah. it. You're heightening. And then there's like, it, this. Right. It, the commercials are funny because there's a guy same height as the girl. And then they're like, yo, guys got a microphone. He's like, what do, you, what do you think about this guy? And she's like, he's all right, I guess. And he's like, here, check this out. And then he puts the inserts on the guy's shoes. And he's like, now he's tall. And she's like, oh yeah, I like it. And he's like, you don't care that he's wearing, that, that you know he's not really tall. And she's like, no, I don't care. It's great. I like it. And I'm like, what happens when they get to these the bedroom? <laughs> these guys are going to buy it. They don't care, I guess. Like, Well, I mean, you don't really need to be tall in the bedroom necessarily. I mean, increase height 3.1 inches. That's where they crazy, just keep the shoes dude. on the whole time. That, that happened on a, that actually happened. That was another Seinfeld episode, actually. Oh, really? He was wearing hiking, but he was wearing like, what do you call him? The uh, Timberlands. He was wearing Timberlands. George was wearing Timberlands. Oh, it made him taller? And he would never take them off. And he was like wearing Timberlands in bed. He was wearing Timberlands to a <laughs> wedding. Yeah. All right. We got to go to Super Chats. We're running behind. Before uh, before we do, smash that like button, subscribe to the channel, share the show with your friends, become a member at TimCast.com. No members only tonight. It is Friday, but we're going to read your Super Chats. And you can, of course, buy Cast Brew Coffee at CastBrew.com to support the show. We sponsor ourselves. All right. Dom Dan Cam says one. Congratulations, first. sir. For $2, you are the first Super Chat. 
Nice. Clint Torres howdy people. Never forget if you're first, it's because I allowed it. Keep up the good work, Tim <laughs> and crew. Love what you're doing. And Clint came in second. Good second place, man. I love this one. Quispy Joe says, I am become first. Smash the like button. No, you were third. Then we have uh, David uh, Magdaleno says, take that, Clint. What? You were fourth. <laughs> uh, one evil chef says, Chuck Norris for speaker. I just watched all the Expendable movies. They're so awesome. I love them. Expendables 4 is not as good because Sylvester Stallone's too old. He really needed him. The first three are just so so hokey and hilarious. When Ar Arnold is like, you'll be terminated, you know, when I'm back. And everyone's like, uh. and then Chuck Norris walks out in like, I think, part two. And then they make a joke, like, I heard you got bit by a rattlesnake or a cobra. And he's like, after five painful, agonizing day, the cobra died. And then they all laugh. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was great. They, they tried doing part four, but Sylvester Stallone's like 77. So it's, yeah, it's you know, he's still, he's, he's looking old, man. He's become there. a meme a little yeah, bit. It has, definitely. Yeah. Dimma Doom Guy says, when am I getting the Timcast branded snowboard? Oh, we're not making snowboards. What? Skateboards we can do. Yeah, it's, that's, that's a lot of money. Peter Balk says, if what Epstein says about Google and Android is true, Dr. Epstein, do you think they had foreknowledge of the Hamas attack and did not say anything? If so, was it benign neglect or intentional to push the agenda? I do not think the, that, uh, uh, the probability is on the side of Israel having foreknowledge. I believe that they were warned about something. And what Hamas has stated is that they only whispered among two or three people about what they were really going to be doing. Going to Israel and being like, there may be an attack doesn't help and you want to play that game have someone be like on this date someone will break into your house good luck you're you're it's it's her defense is very very difficult but um the yeah yeah i think i, I think israel was was uh, did not did not know uh and i don't think they were using um uh the argument that could be made for this is that the tech they did use should have been predictive of something but if they're not using these things and they've isolated themselves from it, then the machine can't track what they're doing. So I think that was kind of the point they made, how they kept it a secret. And we talk about that uh, war game, that famous story. You guys probably know the name of it. I don't. Where it was like an older guy and younger guys. And the older guy won. And it was because they wrote down their instructions on a note, put it in a guy's pocket and wrote it on a motorcycle. Whereas the other guys were trying to spy over like communications and radio waves. And that's not what they were doing. It's crazy. That's interesting. David Magdaleno says Clint is indeed a worthy adversary. Till next time, theory here, big government maintains a spending amount to collapse the dollar by 2030. I will not eat the bugs. Neither will I. I, I honestly have no problem with eating bugs. It's just taking away people's options and choices and forcing them to do it. Right. I actually think like y'all should be prepared to eat bugs, not because of, you know, fake meat or living in the pod. It's because if you truly want to survive in a conflict or in chaos, you will do what you must. Yeah. It'd anyway. be like someone like I do not eat the bugs to me means you will not take away my choice for some arbitrary exactly. reason of control. I won't be forced to. Right. But the uh, or I mean, look, no, if the system collapses because they did it, it's not what I'm, I'm saying. I'm like, in that case, eat the bugs, survive. You right. must survive. Forced you must. By, I mean, forced by somebody else. Like, compelled, what I'm saying compelled is, to is better. To they're not going to stand in front of a cow and say cows are cows are illegal now. Yeah. You have to eat a bug. I'd be like, get out of here. I'm having cow. I'm having beef. Yeah. For you sure. know, I just order a whole bunch of biltong. That yeah. stuff's so good. Yeah. That stuff. South African jerky that. Oh, yeah. Good. But but that's my point. <laughs> it, it would be like, imagine uh, if uh, under the idea of like, I want to eat the bugs. I'm not saying like the, the argument is. In the context of doing what you must to survive, eat the bugs. I recommend it. Don't die. We need you to live. We need our ideas to survive. 
Imagine if someone was like, I will not warm myself at the campfire. I, I demand, you know, oil heat in central, you know, con uh, central condition. I won't live in this bulletproof pod. Right. Yeah. right. It's if more the demoralizing yeah. thing. They yeah. want to yeah. humiliate you by eating the cricket biscuits and right. then taking away the real meat. And cricket then, biscuits. Yeah, they don't taste good. You've had one? We had a, we bought cricket flour and we made 50-50 oh uh, cricket bread. And oh, the problem nice. with cricket is that it's astringent. Mm. I'd liken the flavor to earwax. Ew. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Uh-huh. You ate it willingly. Yeah. Oh. Well, well we had like to try it. Yeah. Of I mean, course. Yeah, yeah, I'm all about it. Uh I I don't I, I don't advocate for fake meat or bugs forced on people, but I certainly think if you're someone who's like, I'm not eating a bug, good luck when you're when you're in a car accident in the middle of the woods or you get lost and you're like, oh no, what do I eat? It's like, well, you're gonna eat bugs. Yeah. Like hmm. pick yeah. up a log and find a bug and chow down. Because you need to survive. Like the Ferengi. Yeah, but like, yeah, yeah, but even at that point, then you don't really have a choice. Like you can yeah, eat it or survive. Your choice is gone. Yeah, compelled bug eating that I'm not compelled down with. Bug eating. Right, right. Yeah. Compelling. I, I, if the not government like says Klaus we're making. Schwab, you eat yeah. bugs and. Yes. Oh, In Canada, nothing. they have like, bugs. Puffs. And you eat yeah. bugs. You're still desperate either yeah, way. Yeah, like the, the cricket, puffs. cricket puffs. Cricket what? puffs. In Canada, yeah, they're. Well, in Canada, they have a whole industry that the government is helping boost up and they're making. Uh, cricket farms and all of this stuff so that you you will eat the bugs and there's um there's Dang. like products already on shelves with uh bug puffs they're like cheese puffs but but bugs jedediah richardson says ian is doing what props to him i'm proud of his transformation yeah he sent me a message let me let me read what he said uh, let's see he says he's doing tactical training with luke yeah full cardio extreme airsoft <laughs> 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 Ian's gonna come back two weeks. It's gonna be two weeks, and he's just gonna be like massive. Yeah, we ribs like, wearing a cross necklace, you know, just. Oh yeah. People yeah. don't understand. Exercise is addicting. This is what I don't get. Like, I don't understand the people who are like, I don't want to exercise. That's so weird to me. Oh, I hate exercising, yeah, and I do it every single day. How and do you I hate it? I don't get it. Maybe it's because I'm, I'm a just, dude. I'm just bored. I find it boring. Yeah. Oh, that's why I skate because well, skating, skating is skating so fun. Is, yeah, I need like a better exercise. Yeah. You know what? You gotta well, play pickleball. That's the new game of dissident, right? You have to play <laughs> pickleball. pickleball. It is like if you are in the right, you have to learn how to play pickleball. Robbie it's be just mandatory. It's kind of like a Robbie sport. just stood up in his living room and started so screaming and pointing at the screen. See, I, I like a, I like a lot of sports that I don't play anymore. Like I loved skiing and swimming and mm. all of these kinds of great exercise. Okay, biking. Now hold on there a minute. Yeah, but. Ginger McIsaac says, "How pray tell do you know what earwax tastes like? Are you a human being?" Okay, when you were a little kid, you never like itched your ear and then later like somehow was eating something and tasted earwax. Bro, I'm not playing stupid games. Come on. Humans uh, have nasty stuff all over their body and like earwax and weird stuff can can get on your hands or whatever when you're a kid. I once chopped a bunch of chili peppers and then four hours later itched my eye. Okay, uh, yeah. and it's like it stays. Classic. So yeah, <laughs> that's how, uh, uh, or I can just give you the the millennial answer of, Oh, uh, I was at a Harry Potter convention. I was and just going to mention the Birdie Bots beans. <laughs> the Birdie, oh, yeah. Bots, Birdie beans. Bots beans. Yeah, pair with those. All right, let's see. Uh, what do we have? Justin Slaw says Israel bombed the third oldest church in the world in Gaza. Well, um, it's a, it's a shame. I just don't believe anything that comes out of uh, uh, Gaza. I was reading about that, and it was. Um, <clears throat> The IDF was looking into it, and they had said that they had bombed something nearby, and there was collateral damage. Yeah, 
Justin Amash, I think, announced that one of his relatives had died. He was a congressman who died in the Orthodox Church. Was that the same one, I think? I don't know. Or is it a more recent one? It was an Orthodox Church, and it yeah. was today. Yeah. yeah, and it was uh, the IDF was checking it out. I, you know, this is a this is a this is a war situation. Uh, I don't believe it. I don't know what happened. Bro, I, I just don't we believe anything. We didn't cover it because it's, it's, we it's, couldn't get any. Real as soon as the, as soon as the hospital stuff happens, I'm just like, it's all lies. Bye bye. Have a nice day. And they're like, yeah. you just blindly believe Israel. Well, Hamas lied about a hospital being blown up. So yes, Hamas Rashida Tlaib lied about a hospital being blown up. So committed yes, committed massive terrorism. Like, exactly. They they they. And now it, they're playing for sympathy. And right. I'm not really I'm, having. I'm it. so I'm so over it. So over it. All right. Bender the Offender says, watched the segment with the woman complaining her college degree in marketing was essentially pointless. I never bothered going to college. I went to a blue collar job instead and I have little to no debt. Bunch of useless degrees from these colleges. College is a scam. Yeah, I feel bad, so bad for these kids. It's a video where this woman is like, I have a marketing degree. I can't get a job anywhere. I make more money. She's like, all these jobs, it's a pay cut if I want to work in marketing. I make more money serving sushi rolls. It's like, well, yeah, that's yep. a tangible job with real revenue coming and going. And like, we can track the profits on this. It's just like, she said she, she said she I was almost, but here's the funny thing. She said she's almost 25 and she wants a job that pays 150 to 200. And I'm just like, man, these kids. 150 you know, to 200 at 25? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That'd be wild. Honestly. My first job, yeah. I will say I went to school. I studied theater and philosophy, you know, because I'm obviously very intelligent so but uh yeah. my first job out of college was i was making uh, literally 16.5 a year wow yeah. that was a long time ago right? it was yeah. yes i mean it was back in the 1920s so it was a very long time ago <laughs> well see i um, have but yes see with when it comes to college it's a real shame that they're pumping out car like a uh, communist and marxist ideology because during COVID, we learned that we need doctors on our side. We need yeah. lawyers on our side. We need people who are going to go get educated, get degrees, and actually start uh, making change. Because we aren't going to really, even though I love trade schools and I think that everything has a place, like we have a place too, especially in the professional <clears throat> arena. And I, it's... What do you need a college for? Huh? Name a job. What do you need a college for? Yeah, uh, name a job. Like uh, being a lawyer, you have to have, well, you have to be able to pass there's, a bar. There's one. Okay. Uh, well, actually, you don't, you have don't to, actually you, you, need yeah. to. You can just yeah. read the law. Kim Kardashian was doing yeah, that. Yeah, you, you can actually pass <laughs> yeah, the bar without going to college. they probably won't let you into the bar. Like you can pass no, yeah. the bar, but they won't let you into like no, the you actual can. bar. Yeah, you can. If you didn't pass college. Pretty, pretty sure you don't need to go to college to be a lawyer. You just need to pass the bar. To yeah, make you an attorney. That's yeah. true. To be a probably, so, so probably what, to be a doctor. Okay, medical school is medical school. school is very specific. Yeah. Engineering. No. Well, no, I mean, I'm saying you don't have to, but I don't think that an aerospace engineering company will hire you without a degree. Not true. Well, I, I don't know. I'm not. Because I know people who, I know people, way. I know people who uh, uh, did not have degrees in engineering who worked for uh, aerospace engineering companies well, yeah. out in the Mojave Desert. I know There's someone who no, tried, Mojave, yeah. Mojave Spaceport. That was really cool. Yeah. That I think I have a, cool. I think I have a video on my Instagram of it too. So I know people who worked there and did not have degrees and were machining parts and working on these things. All that was necessary was the capability and understanding degree was not required. Do you want to know when I was in college? Any, any job, anybody, anybody, school, anybody have a job? That when I was in graduate school at Columbia University, one of my professors did not have a college degree. Oh, really? Yep. Well, of course. He didn't have a college degree. I was, was I was giving, was it a tech I was giving no, guest lectures to PhD courses with no high school diploma. Right. After Occupy Wall Street with the drone technology that we had developed. Uh, I, I, look, me and my friends hacked a bunch of drones to live stream from them. Nice. 
and we were doing mobile broadcasting, numerous universities had me come in to give guest lectures to PhD journalism students. And I'm like, I didn't go to high school. And I was like, how is it that I have a career that I'm now developing new technology in the space, in the field, covering historical events, and you guys who are four years older than me have done nothing, nothing. And you have 100K in debt. I'm just like, okay, do you, I guess. I would say medical school. That's the main one. Yeah, right. I, I yeah. want, really right. I want my surgeon going to a, a so college. Out of I don't all the jobs in existence. Like accountants don't even need to go to college. Like You just need to get, you get you your license. You just need to actually educate yourself and figure it you out. You need a license to be a CPA. Yeah. Yeah. But you, but you can get a license. Like you can, you can learn accounting. You can apprentice accounting. So uh, what we did with the drones, for those that are asking, was we took the AR Parrot. We downloaded the software development kit, the SDK. And we then opened it up and started uh, uh, basically moving through uh, uh, like the, the, the code to see how, like the paths of what it was doing. Um, and then we had we redirected its stream to a this is all rudimentary. This is like the early days of live streaming. So it was really ridiculous how we were pulling this off. But we used a computer with a I think we had a PlayStation controller or an Xbox controller to uh, input the controls, which we basically had to uh, program. Like we had to look at what, how the controls were programmed for the phone because it was touchscreen left, right, up, down, and then just associate that mm -hmm. with the controller. Not, not difficult at all. All of this took only a few minutes. And then the difficult thing was just, it's all duct taped together. So it like doesn't work properly until we finally worked out the bugs. I did not do the coding. I basically just, um, I did, I did a lot of the basic stuff. And then I had a, a friend of mine who did the more coding heavy stuff, but I did all the live stream stuff. So anything related to how we broadcast, which again, not particularly difficult. The hard part was actually looking at the code and the software development kit. But then I got it to actually, it was a team effort. We all, we all worked on it. We actually had the drone flying around live broadcasting. It was super cool. And uh, yeah, for those that are asking. And then because of that, someone wrote that I built a blimp, which yeah. I never did. And it made it to Wikipedia that I invented a Zeppelin. And then no matter how many times I said I did not invent a Zeppelin, they called it uh, the drone stream, with a drone stream. And then the Zeppelin had some name. And I'm like, we didn't do this. And then it took like seven years to get it removed from Wikipedia. But then I decided a couple of years ago, I'm going to make it retroactively true. So then we did. And then they refused to reinstate the article claiming I did because <laughs> it was false, even though it's true now. Wow. That's fun. Anyway. Yeah. So my, my point about college is I have too many friends who have, have, have moved towards communism because of their debt demanding Joe Biden get elected because they're in debt and they want the debt relieved. Yeah. Too many people who can't get jobs because the jobs can't pay enough to cover their debt and the debt did nothing for them. Right. Mm -hmm. It's almost like that was planned. There was no whole point. It's to put them in debt so they have to they say, oh, everything's unfair. I can't get a job. I can't work. They have to become quote unquote Marxist in order to say like, I deserve money, guys. Yeah. Right. But also, like it. you know, when we signed away like the we were like 18 years old signing away huge debts like mm -hmm. that we didn't know that it was a racket really and then they also like at the same time are bringing in all these migrants who were forcing americans and american students to compete against as cheap foreign labor pushing yeah, our yeah. wages mm -hmm. down like the yeah. the system is stacked against us and it really <laughs> is and you know i think that I'm going to get probably hit for this, but I do agree in some form of student loan relief or forgiveness program in a way where people can <laughs> pay back their debt fairly. I do. I, I, think, I think that there is a way because a lot of people didn't sign. They didn't know. I think all interest should be abolished. 
Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah. So student here, loan here, debt here. interest is insane. The way that yeah, it, it's wild. Here's, it, like, here's how it should work. Essentially, we should uh, go and look at all the loans and subtract all interest from the point of the loan yeah. from the remainder of it. And then if it exceeds what you've already paid, you get a tax credit towards that remaining balance. So let's say, let's say you took out a loan for fifty grand, and because of the interest, you've paid back eighty and still owe seventy. So we say all interest is gone which means you're in excess of $30,000 of your loan. We'll apply that to your future taxes. Mm -hmm. And that way you must pay back what you were given and what you spent, but the interest is predatory. And that's the compromise. That way, nobody gets a freebie. You still got to pay back what you borrowed, but we do recognize this was bunk and BS. Mm -hmm. Yes. And yep. seize cat college endowments so that it depends on like the success of the student to make sure they yep. get paid back. Because yeah, right now it doesn't well, matter. They can send a student off and they fail at life and it doesn't mm -hmm. matter they're to them because they... They're losing all this now, though, because of their support for Hamas. So all these billionaires and yeah. millionaires are like, we are no longer going to be contributing. Have a nice day. Yep. I think the universities should pay off the student loan debt with their endowments. I just think the interest. I like that. Just the interest. I think the individual must pay what they got. I'm, I, I, like, we can argue, yes, we'll forgive student loan debts with the endowments. That still means a bunch of, a bunch of leftist communists got 50 grand for free. Yeah, there's no need for that either. <laughs> well, so the idea is, if you got $50,000 and then bought things with it, you got a degree, that degree is valuable, right? Okay. You bought food, you paid rent, you must pay back the value that right. you were gifted. But the interest is is is, is predatory. So uh, yeah, seize the endowments, cover the cost of all the interest for, from the endowments, and then the individual must pay back their principal. Yeah. yeah. I took out student loans just so that I didn't have to work full time while I was in grad school. Did you pay them back? Yeah. Well, there you go. You would get a credit for all that towards your taxes. That'd be nice. The interest. That'd be nice. Yeah. I know people who were like, I took out seventy thousand dollars in loans and I owe a hundred thousand dollars right now after paying yep. eighty. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, what? Right. Yeah, it's yeah. messed That's up. Crazy. It's predatory. Dude. And you know, and also the the whole corporate um structure is rigged against conservatives. Like it is so hard for a white male, like a straight white male, to move up on the ladder because everything is like competing against him, trying to push him down. I think that the system is rigged against a lot of uh, uh, regular, ordinary, good folks who went to college and they aren't able to because they're competing against H, um, you know, H-1B visa workers who come in who will work twice as long for half as much. We can't compete. So I think that this both, like, it, it, there's a there's a win-win strategy here where you hire American first, you know, you don't make them compete with cheap foreign labor, you pay them a fair wage, and yeah, then we could pay our debts back without interest. I liked that very much, you know, and that is possible but i think there is a way forward that is fair for everybody to pay their student loan debt or be able to afford it and have jobs and working lives like you know conservatives we all work for a living we all have jobs for a living these left-wing people like they a lot of them sit at home and don't do work um there are you know of course i'm not speaking for the majority of them but the college students who are complaining because they can't afford their student loans like they didn't really try like and they don't really have jobs so i want to read uh two more here CVA Buck says, or no, I'm sorry, Jeff Bader says, electrical engineering, try being one without a degree. And then CVA Buck just after him says, I'm a senior engineer at a nuclear power plant with no degree. 10 years Navy nuke experience plus industry certifications, just now working on degree. One of the funniest things that I think was ever said to me was after Occupy Wall Street, I get featured in a bunch of magazines, Times, I get featured in Times Person of the Year, one of six features. I was featured in Times, uh, nominated for Times 100 Most Influential People. Not that we care about the mainstream media. It's just like the industry is giving me these accolades. 
It's featured in GQ, six page spread, uh, front page featured story, um, featured in Maxim Spin, getting all these stuff like, wow, look at the journalism he's doing, the new technology and everything. And then I had family members being like, are you going to go to college now? And I was like, I'm, I'm in the magazine <laughs> for the futuristic work and the transformative nature of what I'm doing. Why are you asking me to go to college? It's just in it's th this mentality is insane to me. Yeah, I remember I had a I had a very different I had like a like a perspective shift. Um, this was ages ago at this point, but uh, my mom I, I went to school for art. I was like doing theater arts and whatever other stupid stuff I was doing, and uh, my mom always hated it. And she was always very critical of like the work I was doing. She was like, "Oh, you know, you're working really hard, and you're not making any money, and." your brother's making all this money and whatever else. And um, then I stopped doing that and I started doing this, like, you know, journalism and editing and all of this kind of stuff. And she was like, honey, why are you doing that? You know, why, that's not such a great thing for you to do. And I was like, oh, I will never please the people who want yeah. me to do something different. So I'm going to not worry about it ever again. I was a director at a nonprofit, which is a job that requires a degree. You'll never find one that doesn't, and I, didn't, I don't have a degree. There's no reason for a degree to be a director of a not-for-profit. They, they, they have their arguments, but all of these companies are like degree required in these fields, and I'm like, I don't have one. And it's just like, if you're... Yeah, well, they require it, but it really doesn't require the degree in order to do the job. Like, what, I'd what, rather have somebody with experience, uh, 10 years experience, rather than a four-year degree that they just came out. I think you know? this is the difference between, like, boomers, Gen X, and millennials. Gen X and millennials are more likely to say, I don't care about a degree, can you do the job? Boomers are more likely to say, get a degree. Mm. And True. We'll, we'll, we'll go a little bit over, but I just want to wrap this one up. Uh, in my, my, per my perspective on this is that boomers didn't need degrees. Because after the greatest generation, after the world, world War II, we had this tremendous economy. We had this massive manufacturing base. And so the economy was really, really great. Right. So if you were a high school graduate, you could have a family. If you went to college, you'd make six figures back then, a lot of money. What happens then is a bunch of young boomers see their college grad friends making six figures and they're like, damn, I should have went to college. College is what makes you money. When in reality... If you don't need to go to college, if everyone around you can survive off a high school diploma and you say, no, I'm going to college, it was likely because you were pursuing a passion. You were, you were chasing after something you, you really wanted to learn about computers or whatever. Your passion is why you made six figures, right. not the college degree. Right. But the people who didn't go thought it was the degree itself, told all their kids to get it. Millennials then started going to get degrees. Gen Xers were just like, I don't care if you have a degree, dude. Can you do the job? Right. And so that's where we are now. But we'll wrap it up there because we're going a little late. Gen Thanks for still like that, I will say. Right. Smash the like button. Subscribe to this channel. Share the show with your friends. Uh, you can follow the show at TimCast IRL. You can follow me personally at TimCast. Thanks for hanging out, everybody. And uh, Lauren, you want to shout anything out? Uh, thank you so much for the opportunity to come on, uh, TimCast. I really appreciate it. It was truly an honor. You can check more of our content uh, over on the Stu Peters Network, the StuPeters.com, um, or you can follow me on Twitter at Lauren Witzke, D-E. Right on. Thank you. Always fun hanging out on Fridays. I'm very excited to do some music stuff coming soon and uh, we'll likely post those clips on timcast music uh, you can follow that at youtube.com slash timcast songs uh, if you want to follow me just at carter banks anywhere um libby i'm libby emmons you can find me on twitter at libby emmons and you can check out all the work that we're doing at the postmillennial.com and humanevents.com thanks and uh, i am surge.com this is fun uh anyone who's a box fan 
The game is on the 21st. Let's uh, let's win this one, guys. Cheers. All right, everybody. We will see you back on Monday, but we got clips coming up all throughout the weekend. So thanks for hanging out. We'll see y'all then.